0: Are you prepared for life's unexpected twists and turns, lockdowns, natural disasters, power outages or any situation that makes it tough to get your hands on a good meal? Time waits for no one, and neither do emergencies. PetePrepStore.com is the ultimate in long-term emergency food preparedness and supplies. You're not just buying food, you're buying peace of mind. Our meals are designed to be nutritious, delicious and have a 25-year shelf life. Yes, you heard that right. 25 years we source high quality non-gmo ingredients and use advanced freeze drying technology to lock in taste and nutrients forget last minute runs to the grocery store peat prep store is a click away and delivers right to your doorstep why risk the well-being of you and your loved ones with peat prep store you're always prepared make the smart choice today visit peatprepstore.com and place your order today this isn't just food it's your lifeline in times of crisis don't wait for an emergency to prepare be proactive PetePrepStore.com Be prepared Be secure Be ready Always
1: Come on sing voice, lift it up. To the Lord.
2: Freedom. You can't be a Christian, no matter what denomination you belong to. You can't be a Buddhist. You can't own a donut shop. You can't drive from here to Oregon. You can't be an American because that's what it's all about, and it's the only thing that it's all about. Nothing else. Nothing else. It's about
3: freedom.
4: There is a time to pray and there's a time to stand.
5: It's Monday, October sixteenth. Is it really October sixteenth? I is. didn't know until I checked. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I had no idea what the uh, what the date was, but we uh, here we are plowing October. through. Huh?
6: We're in the middle of October already.
5: Yeah.
6: Unreal, isn't it? Deb
5: Jordan, I'm going to put you on the screen because I'm scrambling for locals right now.
6: Yeah, trying to get locals up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's trying. Hi, everyone. So good morning, everybody. Welcome to Monday, right? A lot of things happened over the weekend uh, in the news. We're going to be going over that here real shortly. And we want to say a big hello to our friends over at Rumble. I have rumble while we're waiting for Pete to try to get locals up. We were having trouble with locals on Friday too. And so uh, we just keep plugging away. We keep trying. So welcome everybody. j dog 5640 good morning to you and good morning to Melissa Noe, good to see you, Melissa, as always. And Wuzzy Bear, good morning, and Bell Joe, is it Belly Jelly or Bell (laughs) Joe? Good morning to you, too. Says, good morning, Deb, good morning. And Lisa, uh, yes, hi, Lisa, good morning, Pete and Deb, says Lisa. Uh... Some of these are hard for me to read, Mindy. Hey, Mindy, Mindy, Patriot Angel. I want to keep saying them both at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) Good morning, Patriot Lady. Good morning to you too, and Amy Sims. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So, as I was saying, we had. I mean, we were glued to these live streams that were coming out of. Israel, the Gaza, of course, they had the, the live streams of cameras on those. Oh, thank you, William. Thank you for becoming a monthly supporter. We appreciate it. And we were just keeping an eye on it. We actually had our graphics, everything up and ready to go in case, uh, Israel entered, uh, started entered their ground war right there, you know, and it had, it did not happen all weekend, but we were preparing for it. We were staying really, really close to it. There were a lot of people um, on the internet this weekend giving blow by blow by blow of what was happening. And and I gotta tell you, I, I was starting to feel a little bit um, bombarded. You know how we felt on 9-11? I'm assuming that everybody in our threads and everybody listening right now um, remembers is able to remember and remember when they just it was video after video and they kept playing the same things over and over again people jumping out of buildings the buildings coming down especially they just kept doing that and and i gotta tell you i started feeling that same feeling of like oh my gosh i've had enough of this right i i've I've seen enough i don't want to see this anymore it felt like it just felt like i was being you know brainwashed Uh, is that like i was losing control of my own mind and they were showing me things that I, i knew that not necessarily all of it was true and so i was like you know what i have to stop watching this for a minute so i got really busy around the house i don't know if you guys uh, any any of you guys have experienced the same thing of just overwhelmed by the imagery that's coming out of of Israel, and everybody's talking about it, and everybody is just I mean the the internet's saturated with it right now, right? Everybody's talking about it, so I had to take a little break from it, and and I know that. There were some people who were like, well, not some people. We we had someone tell us that, um, you know, that we needed to do more and get more in the conversation. And I was like, wow, I don't know how we could be any more in the conversation than we have been. We covered it all oh, last week. Oh, my God.
5: That was one person that sits on Twitter spaces.
6: Well, I, mean, I know. I, I know. I know that. I said that.
5: Yeah.
6: I'm just, you know what? I'm just filling in time here.
5: Oh, yeah. But I know. So, but make good use of it. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely.
6: So That was uh,
5: one person.
6: Right. Yeah. But I want everybody to, to know this. I mean, you know, that I remember on 9-11 how they captured all of us and how they captured all of us during COVID. It was just this recent, that ticker. We see that death ticker just in the corner ticking away and all the people that are dying and, and you got to wear a mask and oh my God, the hospitals are over flooded and this and that. And and I just have to stop and think how much of this is propaganda and how much of this is real, right? So um, I, I want to stay, I want to remain objective. I think I have been so far. I know that as a Christian, we're instructed to pray for the peace of Israel, uh, the peace in Israel, peace in Jerusalem. That's what we're instructed to Pray for. And we know that, that God will not allow anything to happen in Israel unless he deems it so. And, and really it's out of our control. So we're, you know, Yet will people act evil during this time? Yes, they are going to be evil more. I mean, they have the influence of Lucifer over them now more than ever. And of course they're going to act out. That's, Spirit is all over the world right now. So people are going to be acting out. And and, and I'm watching and said, oh my goodness, they, they chopped off baby heads here. And then they're killing babies in hospitals over there. And all of these terrible things are happening. And the imagery, women are being raped. Uh, children are roaming in the streets of Gaza alone. And over in Israel, they're trying to they're starting to bury their dead, and and you know people are wailing, and and it's just terrible all the way around. And really, all God asks us to do is pray for peace. That's what we're instructed um, to do by the apostles. Pray for peace every time an uprising came in Jerusalem or Israel. We were instructed to pray for pray for peace and not add to that. And what's really surprising, I think to me mostly is the Jew hating that I've seen here in the United States that really kind of shocks me every single time. It's not that I haven't seen it before. I mean, I, I, when we first started this thing, I, I, I saw it and, and we had actually real people that came on our show that just absolutely hated the Jews. Right. And there was a lot of people. That came on and had a lot to say about their history and, and, you know, are they really Jews? Are they not? And, and I mean, but this time around I've, it's palatable, you know, this division, we are divided in this country on every single level, every single level. And it's just amazing to watch it and to watch it unfold the amount of hatred that we have for one another right um the the left hates the right and i mean it just goes on and on p you know I, I don't know if you're ready yet or not but it, it's been amazing i don't know how many people have been uh keeping an eye on everything and and, and watching what people are doing out there but I, i've seen people divided i've seen people pete i've seen them divided that i would never have thought would fall on the side of the palestinians here you know that they really hate the jewish people so much that that they would fall on the side of the terrorists in this one. and then everybody's bringing up 9 11 again and saying it was the jews and then there's that other side that's saying, no it wasn't the jews it was it was the it was the Muslims, and then there's that other people say no, well, the United States did it themselves. You know,
5: one <laughs> you just, one thing I do know.
6: You just get caught up in all this garbage. You know what I do like, know.
5: Ugh. You know what I do know about the uh, leads regarding the Jews is that the FBI investigated it, and it never resulted in anything. Mm-hmm. That's what we of do course. know for 100% fact mm-hmm. that the FBI investigated the jumping Israelis, that they yeah. investigated the moving company that had the van, that had the Israeli intelligence guys,
7: mm-hmm. um, they did. In,
5: investigated and basically let them leave the country mm-hmm. and go back to Israel. It they was, did. I don't blame the Jews because listen, if you're if you're gonna come to the United States and blow up the towers, and be able to just come in and out with the FBI's approval, why not? Let them. Mm. Whose fault is it? Is it the Israelis or is it the FBI? Mm. Right? The FBI are the ones that found, coincidentally, 1.25 million tons of debris, debris, and the FBI found all the 9-11 hijackers' passports at the base of the tower. Amazing. They couldn't find one toilet, but they could find the... uh, Uh, the uh, 9-11 hijackers it was the FBI by the way uh, in the World Trade Center bombing in 1993, the first one um, that they were supposed to deliver inert explosives as they were investigating the World Trade Center bombing guys. and by the way um, the Black Lives Matter supporting uh, BLM federal agents that were also involved in training some of these 9-11 hijackers, Mm -hmm. his son went on to run the terror camp out there in New Mexico that the FBI has been investigating, okay? Nothing, nothing going on there. The FBI has recruited, hired, trained, developed, and supplied bomb-making material to the Muslims that want to do harm to us, like in 1993, it's a Mm -hmm. fact. Um, The CIA, John Brennan, Allowed the 9 11 hijackers, that that freaking carpet bagging uh, aloha snack bar son of a bitch. Excuse Ooh. my expression. Huh? No, Easy. he killed John Brennan, allowed 15 of the 9 11 uh, hijackers in through Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Nobody mentions that. All these Jew haters, okay,
7: mm-hmm.
5: uh, that are running around on the internet, all of these Palestinian lovers. Now, isn't it amazing how many countries are? We support the Palestinians, and the United States going to be taking six hundred thousand refugees. Isn't it amazing? All these countries, more. all these countries yeah. that are supporting the Palestinians. You mm-hmm. know what the Palestinians are? You know what I'm. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to shift gears. I'm going to shift gears this morning. You are? I am, because I heard one of the most impactful fact-based presentations on Mel Kay's show today, Mm -hmm. this morning.
7: Yeah.
5: The most important guest I've ever heard, ever, 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 ever regarding this issue. Our top news headline this morning is that, and when the FBI warns about imminent terror attacks, that means that they have all their people in place. Okay. Mm Yeah.
6: And, and this is, this is the conclusion. get ready for
5: the FBI to kill you <laughs> this is
6: the conclusion I've come to right mm. um, yeah we're gonna cover what's going on the ground the ground invasion what's going on here in the United States we're going to cover all that but I have to tell you as it happens but I have to tell you guys the most important thing we can do right now is kind of start preparing ourselves for, uh, the worst-case scenario here is for the
5: FBI to allow the killing of Americans.
6: I mean, as listen, they
5: always do.
6: Listen, I mean, things are going to get up to
5: it, and including the president.
6: Things are going to get really bad. It, it, um, Joe Biden will probably come out of this a hero on tomorrow. Yeah, Hakeem Jeffries. Why tomorrow, are you jumping
5: that far to say Joe Biden is going to be a hero?
6: Well, because to who? Uh, well, because he's to
5: dumb people.
6: But you know what, I'm talking about the narrative, okay, yeah. not actual factual.
5: So all the dumb people are going to gather around that narrative?
6: Yes, of course they are.
5: Good luck to them. Uh, of
6: course they are. And, yeah. and then... Those uh, are the
5: people the FBI should have attacked. By
6: tomorrow, House. tomorrow, we there, was a, there is absolutely a chance that Hakeem Jeffries could become the Speaker of the House. It's... Unbelievable, but it's true. We need to be Why? keeping an eye on that, too. Because, because
2: of Republican because Republicans, right? the, the,
6: the uniparty The party is threatening not, they're threatening to vote for Hakeem Jeffries, and all they need on their side is five Republicans to vote for him. Five. And they're saying there's a good chance they have it. That's what's coming out of DC right now, so we need to keep an eye on that. I've been watching that too. And there's just a lot of things, but I think the most important thing that we could tell all of our friends is pray up and make sure that you are ready for whatever they're going to throw at you, okay? Make sure that you're ready for that, because, I mean, it's coming. It's coming, Pete it's going to happen you know
5: you know what i'm uh you know what most you know what i'm most disappointed in
6: what's that
5: is that all the people that are on this particular show right and in independent media they claim Mm -hmm. to be wide awake but -hmm. they're the first ones to go into a twitter spaces and listen to freaking nonsense about just regurgitating war propaganda from the same entity that we've actually distrusted and learned to distrust.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: Like you cannot go by the only thing I can go by is listening to the bombs dropping on live, uh, on, on 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 live video streams. That's it. I just listen to the bombs. I'm like, wow, that's a big bomb. You can trust your ears that it's a big bomb or a small bomb. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, you can trust that as to taking a side of israel i mean really i would say that our side is the worst because i i mean i, I sometimes it's, it's easier to listen to the dumb people over on the left because they've been supporting the palestinians blindly and they're continuing to support the palestinians and they just they're, they're illogical um Like, they want to kill 1,800 people in order to save one person from COVID and say everybody's in this together. You know, you listen to them. But the people on the right, especially the Christian conservatives, who've lost all situational awareness, all of it, all situational awareness, that one person that you told me uh, that you were talking about earlier that I was like, That's like one person. Mm -hmm. That was one person who said, oh, you're missing the bigger story. You know, oh, I am? Here, hold on a second. Now, you're sitting on Twitter spaces and you're not reading this crap, okay? That's what you're doing. Everybody's doing a time suck, listening to someone else's interpretation, and they're not even going to the source of information. The top source of information are the Holy Scriptures, number one. If you're not centered on that, If you're not siding with God and siding with humanity, there are people and independent media, okay, who, and I could bash, and I could spend a lot of time right now, really just burying Netanyahu. Kind of like, you know, is that anti-Israel? Is that anti-Israel? If I bash Nancy Pelosi, am I anti-American? no not at all they have the same thing going on over there
7: sure they do
5: netanyahu is just as big of a problem as you know uh mccarthy you know mccarthy's conservative Mm -hmm. and okay so you can't criticize mccarthy for all the stuff that he did with the ftx money Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah like you can't say anything you're anti-american no you know what be loyal to god right Mm -hmm. and be loyal to you ready Mm, 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 mm. You know what I want you to be loyal to? Here it is. Genesis 12.3. Let me read it. And not only are we watching, we should watch everybody. Okay? If you want to deviate from the scriptures, that's okay. You can go off in the weeds and you can choose a side of Netanyahu and the bombing of the baby, 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 baby. everyone is so starved for information. You know, you're so easily like a like a freaking bunch of hungry dogs. You know, here you go, here's a little wiener. Oh, well, next thing you know, the dog's off in the freaking corner, losing their people have lost their minds. Mm. I'm so grateful and so blessed. You know what I thank the Lord for this morning? What? Thank God you've kept me away from these crazies all weekend. <laughs> I mean, I mean, people are, you know, and, it, and it's and it's quite a few. They're like, oh, here, check out this Twitter Spaces. You go in there, people are freaking nuts. They're nuts. They're nuts. And then and then the, back to the one person again. He sends me this thing. It's a Pulitzer Prize winning blah blah blah. And I'm like, he doesn't even mention anything about us supporting terrorism. What is it like? What? Why would you? even have an opinion about and, and wordsmith the heck out of it and have some geopolitical analysis and delete all of history over the past 20 years of the Muslim Brotherhood funding the whole freaking thing. Hmm. How could you do that? How could you eliminate that? And then at the end he says, I hope I'm wrong. You're, you're, you're not even right. You don't, you don't, you're like off in the freaking weeds. You sounded so intellectual. You might as well have just put your head in your lap and just start gnawing at your loins. Like, just do that because you're missing, you're missing the entire world around you. Okay. So I was able to counter the babble that this British guy says and using his intellect. We don't need intellect right now. You know what we need? We need to pray for God's intervention. We do. That's it, that's all I wanna hear from people. I wanna hear, wow, we need to pray. The best conversation I had was with Brandon House,
6: mm-hmm. wasn't it? It was a great conversation. It was a great yeah.
5: conversation. He's the most sane, stable scholar on these issues. He understands how the Muslims have been used for this moment in time. They're they're just like pawns in this scheme.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: They really are. Like, if you are for the Palestinians, you cannot side with Palestinians sitting in Gaza, okay? There were, there were people that were blaming the Jews because the Jews were bombing the, the, their, their exit uh, from Gaza. Really? Uh, Israel has zero intentions of killing innocent civilians. They don't. I don't care what anybody says. Their troops, okay, now their policy may be di- something different. I don't know. But their troops are not going to be targeting Palestinian civilians. They're just not going to. But if you're hanging out with a terrorist, you're called collateral damage. Okay? There are people that want to do really bad things. And in most cases, get out of Gaza. Okay? And and that's dist- distributing People who ideologically are born into martyrdom. Okay? They are. I mean, and I'm going to play Mm -hmm. some videos for you. Listen to what they think. A woman who gives birth to six boys, she knows that three of them are going to die in the jihad. Okay? They laugh at us because we're so afraid to die. And they laugh at us because. We don't understand that they're unconquerable. They are. They're unconquerable. They have waves of people who love that they're going to die. Like you say, oh, we're going to kill all of you. They're like, great. Whoa, we're martyrs. You know, then we'll bring the next wave in. Killing Hamas in Gaza will stop zero terrorism. Zero. You know what it will do? It will set up beachfront property for the oligarchs that are going to rebuild it
6: mm-hmm.
5: get ready for hillary clinton and BlackRock. right they're so, going to launch this rebuilding campaign so you right? and
6: i came to that conclusion came to the conclusion we'll go through
5: ukraine too yeah we can was, go through
6: go I back said, through that i said look what they're doing here it, you know because when you sit back and you watch it with a clear head and and you're just like oh my gosh how do we get, our head, do we get our head
5: head clear, though? How do we get our head clear?
6: How? Because we stay God-centered, that's why.
5: Because I got my Bible right next to me. Right. And I'm always referencing back to, to how, mm-hmm. I mean, the scriptures and the prophets, they've told us how to behave in these times.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: It's very clear. Um, and I'm also convinced that even some of the bad mystical Godless. They're godless people. Mm-hmm. Some of these Jews are really evil. I'm yeah. gonna call out sure. one of them. His name is Ben Shapiro. That guy is dangerous. Mm. That man is dangerous because if that man to speak out in the fashion that he did about Jesus Christ, that was very intentional on mm-hmm. Joe Rogan. Okay. Yeah. That guy is one of those, as they as we have them here in the United States of America. We've got truly God-giving, God-loving Christians, and we have Satanists. Ben Shapiro is of Satan. He's of Satan. To re- just to refer to Jesus Christ in the fashion that he did, as if he was some scumbag, belligerent, insurrectionist, was so blasphemous. I mean, I I literally want to set his Little freaking yarmulke on fire! <laughs> what? Oh man! You know, but but here's the deal: I don't need to do that.
6: Yeah, but we came to the I, conclusion I, yesterday, Pete, huh. and you in our We were just watching if this could be this. Well, I'm not saying it's one hundred percent, but I'm going to say it's very likely that what we see happening. And and I was also speaking with Ashley yesterday, and we have big conversations, very deep conversations about the, what's going on over there, of course. And, uh, we're, I mean, we're both in agreement that they are going to flatten Gaza and they're going to put up high rises and beach resorts. And, and all of that, I mean, that could very well be their plan to do that. The same thing they're doing in Ukraine. A lot of people aren't paying attention to what's happening in Ukraine right now. The attention is away from Ukraine. Do you know why? Because they already started rebuilding. That's why. And they're building a brand, brand new tech, technical cities and, and tech, uh, cities that are run on technology that we've never seen before. The test bed of this and the beta for that. And, and they're building, they're rebuilding Ukraine and, and America and indeed around the world are pouring billions and billions of dollars into rebuilding Ukraine before the war is supposed to even be over. Right. And, and so all of these people are scrambling now, Pete, for, um, you know, for their place in line to rebuild the Gaza Strip. And they are, they are just purging it are going to try to purge it. Um, of all of these, uh, of all of these, it, you know, undesirables, but I got news for them. God says that's not going to happen. That, that, You know, they're going to just keep coming at them that Islam, the Muslims, the Philistines, this person, that person is, they're just going to keep coming after Israel until, but, but I've seen it for myself too. I've seen how Israel is surrounded by their enemies the People government, and we're talking. Let's we
5: differentiate. Uh, uh, we they must. Are di- we must differentiate between the government of Israel. Mm-hmm.
7: Right?
5: It's like we were founded as a Christian nation. Right? Mm-hmm. There's a difference between true Christian conservatives and the government of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. There is a complete detachment. There's no such thing. And, and and then we've got these fake Christian conservatives that that meld in and run up our debt, $33 trillion, and they don't stop. How many Christian conservatives were voted on in 2018 that were sent to D.C. to defund Planned Parenthood? How many?
6: Oh, my gosh. All of them?
5: All of them. How many of them did it?
6: What do you mean? How many of them did it?
5: How many of them shut down Planned Parenthood? They were literally sent oh, to no, DC to go they defund hundreds of millions of dollars.
6: No, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, what they did do was they voted for the big omnibus, right? Yep. And inside that omnibus uh, was six, uh, not less than. It doesn't say not more than. It says not less than. Then $675 million goes to reproductive health care out in indigenous areas, right? They're going to build, abor- and that's abortion clinics. That's what they're going to do with it to make sure the population doesn't get out of control. It literally says that, and the Republicans passed it. They helped get that passed. And so, you know what? I say they're all full of you know what, every single one of them, bunch of liars, read read it, read that big omnibus. We've had it, we put it on the show here, used it several times to show people what they passed and that big omnibus thing. I mean, I just couldn't believe it. I'm stuck on that one. And every time somebody, every time a conservative talks to me about it, I say, yeah, did you read the part? It's right on the front page of it where they're giving Six hundred seventy-five bill. Is it six hundred seventy-five million or billion? Uh, no, million. Six hundred. Not not less than, which means six hundred seventy-five million is just the baseline, Pete, for abortions. And and they literally say, just to keep the population from growing in the in these poor areas, right, of the United States. It's it's unbelievable.
5: All right. I, I'm gonna I was gonna pick on the FBI this morning. And uh-huh. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch gears.
6: Well you still can. You have no, plenty of time. To.
5: Yeah. I was gonna come right out of the gates. hmm
6: uh-huh.
5: I had everything planned. Yes. Everything was planned perfectly. hmm
6: uh-huh.
5: And then I showed up to work.
6: <laughs> well, you know what they say about the best laid plans, right?
5: Are <laughs> uh, divinely inspired only. hmm
6: uh-huh. Right? Yep.
5: The best laid plans. The best shows that we've ever done are have been divinely inspired. Last mm-hmm. week, epic shows.
7: Epic oh yeah, shows. We everything
5: had... that came. Oh, don't say oh Pete. Like when people say oh Pete, you're so smart. Don't say that. I'm dumb as a box of paperclips. Okay, I'm very lucky. All right, we're because in the
6: top ten streamers on Rumble again. We are, and that's just with and that's just bringing it down to one, you know, uh, one big show a day. And then we have our um, LFA. So amazing work.
5: Not easy. And LFA, LFA is so awesome. I mean, no, I mean, think think about it. All right, we're with Lindell TV.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: We're. am ne- never, ever, ever, ever leaving. Mike Lindell's side period Mm -hmm. and this morning it was solidified you want to know why
6: well we owe him a huge debt
5: oh my a huge debt you want to hear this Mm -hmm. you know what he's doing silently behind the scenes
6: what's that
5: Tim Rivers went on cowboy logic and guess what he said what did he say that Mike as you know he's in financial straits right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. dire he bought all the books from the American Gulag Chronicles to be delivered to uh, every member of Congress.
6: Wow
5: wow it's unbelievable.
6: And book two is coming
5: out right? Yeah un- and, I mean think of think of that as desperate well, of a situation that Michael Lindell, the attacks upon him. And look at what he did. He well, fought, too. huh?
6: Every every penny of that goes to the J six family.
5: Yeah. Family. Yeah. Well, the cost of the, well, he covered the cost of the books. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. He covered the cost of the books and delivered them to members of Congress. The whole January sixth thing—that's a separate discussion. All right, that's mm-hmm. a separate discussion. And I'm going to hit Biden really, really hard on this this thing that he's doing i mean ladies and gentlemen we must eradicate these progressive leftists forever i mean they i i I will go so far and i don't want it to happen i don't want to be in charge because i would literally do it okay um i would napalm them you know that's not good you know right Mm -hmm. i i just need to go by my chain of command who we who we napalming boss right I don't want to be in charge of that decision. Thankfully, but why? Because I don't, I don't have the temperament just yet, right? And and the the composure uh, just yet. That's not my role. Um, you know, Peter, live by the sword, die by the sword type thing, right?
7: Mm-hmm. I'm still in
5: that mode. You know, whether or not to pull the sword out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but but I am going to stay very focused on telling everybody. We, we must, I mean, Joe Biden, all right, if one, I'm going to say this right now, I will be the first person over that fence if one terrorist attack takes place in the United States of America, we're going to overthrow Biden, period. I'll be the first person right over the fence. One person dies in a terrorist event, okay, we don't go after the terrorist. We go after the terrorist enabler, and that is Biden and his entire regime, and we throw them out on the front freaking porch, okay? And they don't have enough security to handle this one because you think about it, folks. Look at what they're doing down on the border, okay? Mm. Look at what they're doing down on the border. Think about it. It's wide open, okay? And then you got Christopher Ray saying, oh, my goodness, uh, there's gonna be a terrorist. Oh, I wonder why? I Why don't you go arrest Biden? for causing a terrorist event. He's literally set up the perfect environment for terrorists can just walk right into the... They're not protecting our country. Mm. The Civil War, ladies and gentlemen, is shaping up right now, all right? Between we the people, 400 million guns worth, okay? Against a military that's not defending our borders. Right now, their job is to defend our borders. If, in fact, We are attacked. If something happens, like what happened in Israel, we have another 9-11. We don't go after the brown people. We go after the white people with ties. Hmm. The ones that run to the podium that are saying that they're going to solve our problems. Okay? Everybody stay focused. Right? Like everybody's siding for it. I'm going to bring this back around full circle. Everybody's siding with the Israelis. You know, with Netanyahu. Yeah. Uh, Whoa, 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 hold on a second. Siding, but first of all, Netanyahu should be bombing the crap out of anybody that would kill innocent civilians like that. You know, there's retribution. He's a government. That's what they do, right? Mm -hmm. But he's bombing the wrong people. (laughs) Like, you need to go after Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama because the Muslim Brotherhood, do you know how deeply entrenched the Muslim Brotherhood is with Hamas? Do you know that? Hmm. Did you know that there's diplomatic cables of us behind the scenes communicating about how we wanted Hamas to rise up? Did you know that? Hmm. It's in WikiLeaks. There's so much information about the stuff that the, the true perpetrators of terrorism, it goes as far back as guess who? The British crown. It goes that deep. You know what I found out? That Zbigniew Brzezinski, right? Mm -hmm. Operating on behalf of the CIA and the State Department. Went and delivered arms and money to the Mujahideen. Uh, Guess how that whole scenario came about? From his British masters. The Brits have fomented this thing. The Brits spun up the Mujahideen in the eighteen hundreds. The Muslim Brotherhood, sorry. Did you know that? Mm. They did. I'm finding out a lot. So for Netanyahu to start bombing, uh if you if you're cheering on Netanyahu bombing Gaza, all you're doing is helping the real estate development industrial. Complex That's all you're doing.
6: Well, I mean, that's exactly but but listen, they're on the border. They, They have a border crisis, right? Just like we do. They actually enforce their border laws. They enforce it. You cannot go. You cannot go into Israel. Just walk into Israel. You can't, which is, you know, a pretty good idea. Considering how volatile it is, they have to keep a close eye on that. Right. But isn't what Netanyahu is doing to the Gaza right now exactly what people are screaming for the United (laughs) States government to do to Mexico?
5: All right. You know what I'm going to do? This is what I want to do before we even begin. all. You didn't even hear what I did. I did. I did. (laughs) You talked about the border crisis and yeah, they they have the same border crisis. uh, No, they don't because
6: they take care of that stuff. And that's what the whole. Th- that's why everybody is shocked mm. that these that these people were able to cross uh, into Israel how many, and do what they did.
5: How many? Of you, if one, they American, just don't have.
6: They don't. They if
5: don't. I'm going to tell you something, if one American is killed by a terror, like Christopher Ray is saying. Oh, and by the way, don't call Christopher Ray and say that you see some Hamas guy running around. You know why? because mm-hmm. he's using you as a listening post he wants to see that if you detect his operatives he is literally helping hamas he, he, they're probably tracking them you know so that they can keep them quiet enough mm-hmm. to get their false flag off the ground if you call christopher ray because he says oh you gotta be, report report if you see something say something you, if you call the 800 number on the missing and exploited children, Bill Clinton's gonna answer the phone, okay? <laughs> it's Hillary yeah. Clinton's 800 number. It's a spying mechanism to find out what you know about what they're doing. It's a honeypot. It's kinda like people called in to the FBI and said, I, saw, I heard multiple shooters at uh-huh. the Mandalay Bay. Two things happened. Either they were threatened to keep their mouth shut, or they were killed. One or the other. So you go report to the FBI, see something, say something, you're gonna end up as roadkill, okay? Or you're gonna be threatened to become a political prisoner. That's what you're gonna do. That's who the FBI is. They're a spy agency. Anybody decides to get stupid and go calling a spy agency because you're backing the blue, you're a freaking idiot. You're an idiot. You back the bluers, okay? They're relying upon that because everybody wants to do their part. You know, you're you're all a bunch of dum-dums. We sit here and complain about the FBI and how corrupt they are. Guess what they're going to start doing? It's yeah. kind of like the members of the Patriot community. When I went to Malheur in 2016, they were half of the freaking militia was talking to the FBI because they want to, you know, help our partners and go back to bluers. Yeah, you know, that's the truth. They were asked. The militia was asked by the FBI. To stand down and not come to a First Amendment protest that I had scheduled at the FBI compound. Guess what they did, folks? They said, Oh yeah, we don't want any conflict and they stood down at the behest of the FBI. I didn't find this out until later. Mm-hmm. The Oath Keepers, the the I don't know, the Patriot Peter Pumpers, whatever they are. <laughs> Everybody's got their little patriot group. All right, here's what I'm gonna do. You ready?
6: You gotta take a break.
5: No, I'm not. No, nope, this is what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm I'm so prayerful and so faithful that you guys will support us. You will continue to support us. Okay. I'm going to get on to a break schedule. All right. That, these are such important times. Uh, I have to be able to plow through the stuff. I was a little bit delayed in getting locals. I'm going to work on locals. I'm playing this video right here. His name is... Matt Earhart, I think. I'm going to get him on the show. Mel K had him on.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: I was so blown away. I was so blown away this morning when I was walking the dogs. Guess what I did?
7: What would you do?
5: I sat down. I said, holy cow. Holy cow. This thing is so big, folks. We can, We have to pray for God's intervention. This is so big. But guess what? those that remain faithful know that it will come his intervention will come
7: mm-hmm.
5: when it seems so overwhelming and so big don't you know don't they, they want you psychologically to become disillusioned and say oh well i've been praying to god and he didn't come you know next thing you know they're gonna offer lucifer to you <laughs> and you're gonna be right for that because Indeed. your faith has wavered yeah. no no matter what happens. I expect to be persecuted, murdered, everything, burned in the fire, whatever, whatever comes. I will, until my last breath, do everything I can to put myself in a situation where I can rip the esophagus out of John Brennan's throat, if given permission to do so, by proper authorities, right? I will not waver from that. They're Allah. I appreciate them thinking that their Allah, Allah is the one and only, and they're going to kill the non-believers. You're you're spun up like a bunch of robots for the British crown. They got to have you conflicting. It's the whole left-right paradigm. Mm -hmm. Through that synthesis, you know, right through the chaos comes what? The order Order. that they wish. Mm -hmm. It's all fake. It's a fraud. It's a lie. The intelligence services are running this lie. Everything that's coming to you right now about babies and... All that stuff. Our babies die, Sure. You know, they say, all right, this is what I need. Mm-hmm. I need you to go shoot freaking 40 babies and burn them and then get NBC. Make to sure you get, have it
6: on camera. Make
5: sure you get it on camera. Throw it up on TikTok, too. We need that. Uh, you got those done? Yes. Check. Okay. Then now let's just put it on freaking Very
6: blast. cold-hearted, very callous. Yeah, yeah. We need you to burn some freaking
5: uh, Holocaust no. survivor who's sitting in a wheelchair. Can you get that done? That old no. lady. Put her in a freaking golf cart. What about the beautiful young girl? Stick her on a motorcycle. Just get a good shot. You don't even have to stay to the camera. Just freaking get your iPhone out and give it to us. You get that done yet? Yes. Check. Okay. Now what we're going to do is put this out and we're going to cause everybody to freaking choose a side and just not even pay attention to the stupid narrative behind it all. We just want them arguing like crazy. (laughs) And that's where we're at
6: that's what I'm seeing
5: this yep. is a psychological operation that's going on all right now stop stop with me stop 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 you ready focus with me on the facts is Joe Biden potentially if if we're attacked here in the United States or America like Ray says it's going to happen right mm-hmm. who should be arrested? Joe Biden or the freaking brown person that was given all all the bomb-making material by the FBI? Yeah. Who, who, Who should be arrested?
6: Well, I mean, you have to listen to what they're saying. The narrative is this, that it is going to be a Trump supporter who loves Israel and is upset over this and radicalized over this, and that it's going to be a Trump supporter that is going to kill a Palestinian, not the other way around. You understand? Whatever if, it is. I mean, if you understand what what the, the narrative building that they're doing, that is the narrative building, that it's going to be an extremist. It's going to be an American extremist uh, going after a peace-loving Muslim. Okay. We need to watch for that. Whatever it is. They've done that I want before, everybody, by the way. Will
5: everybody go with me, please? Just mm-hmm. join together. Like, this is our church, all right? Let's come together in the name of Jesus Christ. Pray for discernment all right mm-hmm. side with jesus side with humanity right that's what and then all the political influences and all that other stuff and the flags and all that stuff is all like it's it, it's all what do they call it um garnishing <laughs> that's all it is mm-hmm. genesis 12 3. first god promises to make abraham i'm sorry abram into a great nation just despite his barren Wife he would oh, hold on a second. Let me see this. Stand by. I'm reading somebody else's interpretation. I don't want that. I want the King James version. Huh? Uh International version. Everybody's got a version. I want the Noah Yuval Harari version. <laughs>
6: no. What? Don't do it. He'll be coming out with his soon enough. Huh? He'll be coming out with his soon enough. And people are going to be like, oh, isn't that so nice? They speak very nicely of Jesus. <laughs> That's what it's going to say.
5: Okay. And here's the new American uh, whatever version. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I will bless those who bless you. And the one who curses you, I will curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: What is that referring to? Go go back to the beginning of time. In the beginning. Mm-hmm. Genesis, the first book of the Holy Scriptures was written.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: And God commanded, all right, that I will bless those. Bless the Holy Land. And the one who curses the Holy Land. I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. So what are we to do right now? What is, if you believe in the supreme law of the land. In the Holy Scriptures, right? I do. I do. What are we to do right now? What side are we to take? Including the people of Palestine. What side are they to take?
6: Mm. That's easy. They are to proclaim that Jesus is Lord. That he is the Messiah. That he is the king of the universe. And until they do that, and until that happens, we are going to just keep seeing what we're seeing. And, And indeed... Uh, humanity will be brought to the brink of distinction if if it were not that god intervened and stopped it from happening
5: Yep.
6: that's what they're going now, to do over now this. ladies and
5: gentlemen i'm yeah. going to play this all right and then we're going to get into this we're going to unravel the fbi piece but we're not going to until we can pull out and take a 50,000 foot view of this thing i'm going to get this guy on the show I was going to actually just uh, say to Mel Kay, Mel, I need you to get me in touch with this guy. Uh, Mel Kay and Matt Eretz is his name. Understand, here it is, you ready? Mm
6: -hmm.
5: The history of the Holy Land. You know why I sat down? Why? Because I genuinely said, Lord, my wheeze, my, my wheeze my wheeze or neek. <laughs> my wheeze. On my wheeze or <laughs> I swear to
7: lonely.
5: you, I swear to you, I sat down and I said, Lord, my knees are weak right now at the thought of how much you're blessing me right now. I literally had a discussion and watched a one-hour presentation on frank speech and all the way to the end with brandon houses closing remarks genesis 12 3. and then i got back to work right and then i'm doing stuff getting busy right huh right licking stamps doing the papers get ready which you know it's god's work i do believe that
6: yeah
5: um and i woke up and i'm on my walk and i'm, I'm just trying okay i'm like okay we're gonna go by genesis 12. Uh, 12-3, we're going to do that. That's, we're going to stay focused, right? And then I land on this thing. Mel Kay and Matt Arrett understand the history of the Holy Land. Here it is. Here it is. Now, to me, nothing matters more. I, it, you can come with me or not. That's okay. You can go off into a Twitter spaces I mean, I, I literally listen to some of those people. It's like they're, it's almost demonic. Some of these people are nasty, vile, ah, you know, and they're not God centered. And I, I, just, I just click out immediately. I'm like, I will not waste my time. I'll go grab my Bible. You know, if, if I want to just waste time, I'll read my Bible. Right. And that's not wasting time. The Twitter time suck. If they're not God centered in this thing, Get the hell off. Get off of that Twitter Spaces. I'd love to go to Twitter Spaces. Let's talk about this right here. Mel Kay, I love you with all my heart. You know I do. I do. Mel Kay knows this. Okay? We've met her in person. She is godsend, isn't she?
6: She is.
5: She is. hmm
6: Pretty amazing. I mean,
5: she is amazing. She's she, She's definitely of the same ilk that we are, huh?
7: Mm-hmm.
5: Her and her, her husband. Her husband. Yeah, it's his. Her, it's her husband, right? They packed up. They left New York City because it was demonic. You know what I mean. And she's straight up New Yorker. And mm-hmm. They went to Florida, and look at what she's doing. Here it is. Wow. This is the Mel K show. I am going to
7: play this. Welcome back to
8: the Mel Kay Show. Very excited. I know you are too. I want you to listen to this. I have back a man that has taught me more than most people could imagine. And he is, uh, I call him the professor because he knows a lot about a lot of stuff. And I am honored, as always, to have Matt Arep back on the show. Thank you for joining me, sir.
9: Always a pleasure, Mel.
8: These are crazy times. And you know, I reached out to you. We were trying to do once a week again. And I said, uh everything else push it aside uh let's come on and and teach some history which you're best at and so uh take it away yeah (laughs) Yeah. professor
9: my best all right obviously i'm gonna say a word or two about what's going on uh currently in the middle east it's a very very dangerous situation and a lot of people are completely losing their heads whether they're they're falling onto the side of uh israel's totally the victim or palestinians are totally the victim and the, the amount of political and emotional charge in people who are falling into one of the two narratives is insane and people who should know better, who have generally a sense that there is this great reset agenda mm-hmm. an international extended oligarchy intelligence operations that have been going on for many, many generations. A lot of people who know these things are still falling into their profiles that are expected for them in this very emotionally charged topic. There's a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of things that uh, are being sold to us as being very simple, but they're not. There's there's nuance. There's complexity. And I'm going to try to go through a little bit of that, starting with a couple of anomalies for people in the present day. And then we're going to pull ourselves back like we always do into some historical dynamics. Right. First thing I, I'd like to do, just to sort of set the tempo a little bit, is the danger of peace. The the British Empire, and I hear speaking of the Anglo-American British Empire, but the center of oligarchical machinations, which is the city of London today as it was for hundreds of years, the associated intelligence operations that utilize uh, Masonic um, front group or Masonic operations to coordinate, as well as things like GCHQ, MI6, other things. Uh, This goes back centuries as well, just as the British Empire was the only one world government. Whenever there has been danger of peace breaking out within the Middle East, uh, arsonists go and blow things up. I'm going to so i like this this statement in 1993 that yitzhak rabin the prime minister of israel who was assassinated two years later uh stated when he was asked by a journalist why are you making peace with your enemy being a reference to yasser arafat the head of the palestinian liberation organization um who he had begun meeting with at that moment signing the oslo accords the idea for a two-state solution but not just that also economic development so he this was sabotage but Yitzhak Rabin wanted money that was being given from the world bank to be to be put towards building infrastructure water projects and like an old friend of mine said you know the, the middle east needs needs water not henry kissinger yeah
7: um
9: the world needs <laughs> water not yeah. yeah certainly and the middle did, east you could desalinate water there's a lot of desert there's a lot of need there's a lot of if you build infrastructure roads industrial corridors which is what Yitzhak Rabin and Arafat were arranging you could build you could start ending the the, the, the the pain and the wounds of uh, eye for an eye hostilities that had been plaguing the region for a very long time. And he said in response, "Why do, why do you make peace with your enemies? He said, well, you don't make peace with your friends. And he also made the point that the future belongs to those who have the courage to change their axioms. Now he said this because he himself was a part, he was enmeshed in an unwinnable process that was leading towards a holy war, In the 70s and 80s he didn't do good he did not do good things he didn't he a lot of innocent people died by uh his hand but he changed and that's the thing with human beings is we can be we can redeem ourselves by discovering what the wrong path we were on disobeying our conscience and using bad ideas and change that's what this was and he had to be killed which he was not by a muslim terrorist or nothing like that he was killed by a zionist uh, fanatic who believed that peace with the arabs was evil was against god's will so that's just something to set the tone now i want to go through an anomaly um in 2000 and uh i believe it was 2007 or 8 the WikiLeaks published a data dump featuring discussions between um the, the director of military intelligence general amos yadlin of israel to the US ambassador saying he would be happy if Hamas, which at that time also had a political party, came to dominance in Ham- in the Gaza Strip. Now Hamas, for those who don't know, is the outgrowth directly of the Muslim Brotherhood. The Muslim Brotherhood is something that was concocted in the bowels of British intelligence in the 1880s and finally became an its- its official organization um, it had already existed in a, in an occult a secret society fashion before that, but in 1928, it burst onto the scene with uh, Jamal al-Din al-Afghani. Oh, no, sorry, that was the founder of, of uh, Salafism, who was on the British payroll, who founded the ideological framework of the Muslim Brotherhood. Um, he was paid for, his his career was bought and paid for by the British. He was given checks by the British uh, Cairo office, and he created the, the framework of the Muslim Brotherhood. Um, it was Hassan al Banna and he was given money by the british suez company in 1927 to found the muslim brotherhood the british right which had complete dominance they destroyed the 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 egyptians in the after two years of war against the 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 egyptians who wanted to preserve their sovereignty after the american civil war the they was the british won that war they took control of the entire egyptian economy they forced egypt to just do cash cropping cotton which destroyed the agricultural land it destroyed the water it brought them into total bankruptcy and and that's how britain dominated egypt which was the most economically developed uh, arab area of the entire ottoman empire which yeah. has to be targeted so hamas grew out of this muslim brotherhood operation it, it's always been it's never been palestinian it's never been muslim it's always been this other thing instigating conflict with those around them including Muslims. And in fact, just like Yitzhak Rabin was killed by um, a, a Zionist a fanatic assassin, not an Arab, uh, not, a, not a Muslim, so too have most Muslims been killed by Muslims in by the hand of the Muslim Brotherhood and their offshoot. This is what uh, Zbigniew Brzezinski tapped into in the late 70s with Sir, Sir Bernard Lewis, who was advising the Trilateral Commission from British Intelligence, <laughs> who was the founder of what's called the Bernard Lewis Plan, uh, the Arc of Crisis. The idea that you could play the the Islamist radicalization card by taking young, poor, alienated men from the the Muslim world, put them through radicalizing madrasas that would receive millions of dollars by U.S. taxpayer money. Also, the Saudis at the time and, and some Pakistani leaders of the 70s and the 80s would help massively provide logistical support. Turkey would provide logistical support. To these radicalized madrasas that would then weaponize these young men, especially in Afghanistan, that would right. then suck in America's rival, the Soviet Union, into an unwinnable war, which Zbigniew Brzezinski later bragged was the greatest success of his life, even if it meant creating Al-Qaeda. And he said this in the 90s, acknowledging he created Al-Qaeda as we know it, and all of the, the different branches, was a U.S. military, not even U.S., it was a British, because he was following the advice of Sir Bernard Lewis. So they did this, um, and of course they created this enemy. So now you have Yedlin saying, we want Hamas to win, which Hamas did. Hamas came out as the dominant political party. Right. And why would you want, why would an Israeli chief of intelligence want a Muslim Brotherhood organization hostile to Israel to be in the dominant position? Just throwing that out there. The other thing to keep in mind is that for the there there are organizations called the Palestinian Authority which itself came out of the 19... After Yitzhak Rabin was killed, the Palestinian Authority was created. And the Palestinian Authority, not the Palestinian Liberation Organization, but the Palestinian Authority, which manages a lot of the West Bank, it's, right. uh, it's sort of the government de facto of, of Palestine. Um, it was discovered, and Kit Clarenberg did a deep dive on this for the, the cradle originally, um, going through leaked cables... Uh, that revealed that the Adam Smith Institute, which is a contractor closely affiliated with MI6, has been training um, violent operatives in Palestine for the Palestinian Authority and their leaders, the leadership, to be be pro-Israel and to clamp down violently on any type of resistance within Palestine. So you have both sides, right? Both the reactionary anti-Israel as well as the pro-Israel side within Palestine, both having uh, British intelligence. And also there was an American key operator who was positioned within these, these data dumps, who was coordinating this with people being trained across Jaffa and a variety of other places in the Middle East, and then sent back. So you have a gang counter gang operation within, um, this area. Now this requires, I think uh, people to step back and think, well, why, why do they want this? And I mean, we've, we've heard people like the, the current head of the the IDF, uh, the Israeli defense forces say, We have to now go in, um, and, and, and cut off water, food, electricity, which is going to kill children. And he called these, the Palestinians living in the Gaza, um, human animals, and we're going to treat them as human animals. Why is he saying that? How is he thinking? And is, is, is it an inside job? People are saying, oh, was this planned out in advance? Well, it seems like evidence is coming up to, to showcase that there was Egyptian leaks, the Egyptian intelligence 10 days before. Hamas had attacked Israel, had already given that information to Israeli yeah. authorities saying, hey, this is going to happen, by and the way, uh, you should do something. Uh, is You know, you've had people who have been working, who are veterans of Israeli Defense Forces, who have been giving testimonials online saying, look, the iron.
5: And, and we're hearing uh, most recently the CIA also had intel that something big was coming.
9: Dome, the sensors around the gates, everything is so intense that even if a cat is walking by the the fences sensors buzzers go off there's no way that this was not understood and they were doing exercises days before that you know the Hamas was actually carrying out exercises to plan this out this was this was there's enough evidence that has convinced me that this was likely already known and allowed to happen
8: let me ask you something
9: about that real quick just for a second
8: so a lot of people aren't, aren't acknowledging that for the last, I believe, six, seven months, there's been giant protest rallies in Israel, Israel being the size of about New Jersey. So that's a pretty big thing that's been going on there. Um, is that connected to this? Because we've seen this in especially in color revolutions all over the world. You and I have talked about it many times. I just feel like people are leaving out just like they did when the Wuhan uh when the pandemic came people forgot that there were uprisings in hong kong it just seems like this was a slow burning thing that might have all come together in some way
9: so this is where um our desire to find uh a particular good or bad uh actor within that region specifically very difficult because um yeah yes it's connected And it's weird, too, right? Because even there you had certain anomalous things like Yuval Harari obsessively championing the overthrow of Bibi Netanyahu, um, who is certainly part of the Likud, um, uh, more radical conservative groupings who believe in things like the greater Israel, uh, which is a very racist interpretation of Israeli divine destiny to have control. Uh, that God wants Israel to have not just control of what it currently has, but the greater Israel, which is what Jabotinsky, Theodore Herzl, uh Rabbi Cook, who was the first British uh mandate British Mandate Palestine chief rabbi who gave rise to the settler movement, which is which has been conducting illegal settlements in the Gaza uh since the 60s. That that that's what Benjamin Netanyahu Netanyahu, whose father was the personal assistant of Jabotinsky, who was called Vladimir Hitler by Benjamin, uh, by Ben Gurion, the first prime minister of Israel. He's like, No, this guy, Jabotinsky, is like that. This guy's like Hitler, except he's Jewish. Um, so Ben Benjamin Netanyahu has a lot of problems, and so it doesn't mean just because Yuval Harari was for the, the um, essentially, right. what is looking like a regime change, <laughs>
8: right? Because it did. I mean, be- and nobody's talked about it like that. That even happened at all. It just seems to be like no, no I know I it's, it's
9: weird. Um, but it's it's. I think the bigger reason is that there has been a fear that Netanyahu, um, who has been organized to have good relations with Russia and with China, might um, use the power he has with the executive. branch of the government because with the executive you can um bypass in large measure um votes in the supreme court of israel now the supreme court currently seems to be stuffed with western leaning technocratic oriented judges that can disrupt decisions made by the government to do things now that could be a good thing if you have a crazy ass government that just you know is like hitler if if that's what you have, then that's maybe not a bad thing to have something that can keep them in check. Now we have an element of a little bit of that ethno nationalism, imperialism that that, and we see its expression right now with the desire to purge the land of Arabs who live there in order to have uh, a, the rebuilding of the Temple Mount, Solomon's Third Temple, which these creeps also really deeply believe it is their destiny to build that, but that requires destroying the holy of holies, a Muslim site that currently exists on that very location, right? Which means you know. Holy war, potentially nuclear war against the whole Arab world coming down on, on Israel and then America getting sucked into this whole thing. So that that's one thing, but then also you have, let me actually show you this. Context is important. Um, and I think that if you look at the two biggest projects that are really shaping the dynamic of the Middle East, Southwest Asia and and Eurasia more broadly, as well as Africa, I think that the number one thing to keep in mind, Mm -hmm. which is tied both to what we're talking about at the moment. But it's also t- tied to the regime change in Georgia currently being planned there. you got to keep in mind the, the Georgia Legion is a part of a regime change in Georgia. It was used in 2003, funded by Soros and the CIA that brought in a uh, pro-NATO government under Saakashvili. There, the, there's currently the current Georgia, Georgian government has just arrested an array of foreign trainers um, because they have found a plot to light bombs in civilian centers somewhere between now and December, while Georgia's entry into the European Union is being discussed in in Brussels. Um, And one of the key figures is the head of the Georgia Legion, who was the person who was a complicit, is like a pro-Nazi fascist organization, which was brought into Ukraine in 2014 and were the operatives who carried out the the, uh, sniping of both police and civilians at the Maidan to provoke um, right. a max, maximum conflict. Now, he was the one who's been behind this operation currently, which hopefully the Georgian government can can cut down on, but they've made the point. A lot of the operatives who are being trained on the ground uh, they're or will be sent on uh, into Georgia are currently in Poland and, and Ukraine currently getting wow. trained in, in, in facilities to be then sent down um at a moment when they're able to so there's that you got the armenia azerbaijan conflict right which is another point that is disruptive directly towards the the what's this images that people are looking at is the in yellow is the uh, orange is the north international north south transportation corridor which has really been moving quickly into reality and it was set it, it's signed by iran india and russia but it involves 13 different countries Georgia, Ar- Armenia, Azerbaijan being two of them, but also it would have extensions into Turkey, into Jordan, into Israel. Uh, there's all sorts of sub extensions that are not here directly on this map that would move, that would cut off um, 40 days or no, sorry. Wow. 10 days of, uh, of, of, of economy would be, would be saved by the motion of goods and services and people wow. and new new industrial corridors would be developed and are being developed through this type of thing. The other uh, project to keep in mind is the China-led Belt and Road Initiative that has currently 140 nations who have signed on to agreements to work with China to build it. This is one extension of it in the southern branch. This is uh, two of the main arteries that go in the middle corridor through the Caspian Sea region down into Tehran and, and into Europe through the Middle East from China, but also northern branch going through Russia. These massively cut off a lot of transit time of goods that would normally be shipped by uh, the Suez Canal Straits of Man- Malacca uh, or around the Cape of Good Hope in South Africa. But that, that, so this is a revolutionary thing that, again, would bring maximum large scale development, infrastructure, water projects. Um, and I'm, and if you look at it, Bashar al-Assad just came back from Beijing with, with his wife and a massive trade delegation where they signed agreements to join the Belt and Road. Or they, they've actually joined it already a few years ago. But they really advanced a Syrian and Iraq reconstruction strategy, which eventually would end up looking like this, which, as you see, these are all rail corridors that that are part of a revival of something Bashar al-Assad had been doing with around the same time Gaddafi was building the Great Man-Made Water Project in 2009. Uh, Bashar al-Assad was was also organizing for what's known as the Five Seas Vision, connecting the five major water regions of the Black Sea, Caspian, Persian Gulf, Mediterranean and Red Sea around development corridors and 12 nations, including Turkey and Azerbaijan and Armenia had all signed on to do this before the Arab Spring was launched that destabilized the entire region. Wow. Obviously this would massively benefit Palestine, uh, Israel, anybody who wanted to participate would definitely, this would be a, a new game in town because what the previous game has been is Zbigniew Brzezinski spread radical jihadi- jihadism um, for geopolitical purposes and take these regions that used to be a hotbed of these regions used to be renaissance areas the the, the centers of baghdad right. in the uh, the middle ages when europe was was like you know living in the mud uh was the zone of some of the greatest renaissance art and science and medicine in the world and architecture and that was all destroyed under the crusades it was destroyed especially in the age of the british empire and then the 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 age of the war on terror all of this was turned into a dark age so hmm. I'm saying this I, just to get across that this is sort of the the context today that I think people have to hold in mind when they think of like, well, I who's agree. really going to benefit uh, from the amplifying the chaos and amplifying the crazies around Ben Ben Netanyahu? And here, there's a quote I was I, I found from a work called the Orot. Now, I mentioned earlier the British Mandate Palestine the British had controlled the entire Palestine region since um, Sykes-Picot. Um, let me just show this. So this is the Ottoman Empire in 1912. It was going down fast. It wasn't modernizing. It was still holding on to old ways of doing things. Um, it had been manipulated in a lot of British and French geopolitical conflicts, including the Crimean War and a variety of things. It was it was called the old man of Europe. It was bankrupt. Um, but there was a desire to salvage the empire in a good way and this involved the American system followers of Abraham Lincoln people like Otto von Bismarck who was bringing in the American system to unify Germany for the first time to create a unified German state around mm. protective tariffs uh, state credit rail development industrial development but also a foreign policy just like Ulysses S Grant was doing or McKinley which was based on looking for um ending conflict building on with nations that otherwise like especially France and Germany who Britain was always trying to get these nations to go to war kind of like reviving the old seven-year war doctrine or, or battle plan that involved for seven years all of Europe from like the what was it from 1757 to 1763 that was just an all-out global like European war of everybody against everybody managed by British manipulations and they, they've been trying to get that going again and again and Otto von Bismarck was this genius who was always able to negotiate uh, peace deals through economic cooperation with these other uh, rival nations who we made his allies. He made it made them his friends, like Yitzhak Rabin was saying, right? The The future belongs to those who change their axioms, and we make peace with our friends, not our enemies. Uh, sorry, we make peace with our enemies, not our friends. So this is the uh, the Berlin to Baghdad railway that uh, Bismarck put into motion, and uh, he had allies around Sadi Carnot, who was becoming the the president of France around this very same time, Sadi Carnot would end up getting assassinated by a British-directed anarchist cell inside of France because Sadi Carnot was also bringing the Lincoln-Hamilton American system policy to unify France as well. Um, and, And he was working with the Egyptians who were fighting the British to build the Suez Canal. That was actually French engineers who were sent down to help build that. It wasn't the imperialists yet but the deep state in France was always the thing that was trying to kill the Gaul, kill uh, anybody good. And, um, and it's still there today. Right. Um, but so you have like, just like, I wrote the book, the clash of the two Americas, you could, you could write books on the clash of the two Frances, the clash of the two Germans. you've got right. deep state, an authentic yeah. characteristic. Right. Right. So this was, this, what would have modernized the Ottoman empire would have modernized Turkey, given them the type of economic abundance that would have diffused the, the, the simmering, powder keg of anxiety and anger that was needed to weaponize the masses as the british have been doing for color revolutions for hundreds of years you need to have economic scarcity to radicalize people and then use them as a mob to overthrow governments now that's what the british were doing with the uh the young turk movement the young turk movement was a um a mazzini operation or a mazzini connected operation mazzini was the handler of people like albert pike in america who had been the representative of, of uh, the Young America movement in the South, that was of also known as the Confederacy, right. um, <laughs> and and later on the KKK, which was right. also created out as, as an outgrowth of his Scottish Right uh, reforms that he did he did at that time. But so you had these different young Europe movements: you had young Albania, young young Germany, young France, young Turkey, young uh, Greece, and the way that basically the formula is simple. Here's what it is. And it's the basis of like if people want to know why there's Ukrainian pro-Nazis or Georgian pro-Nazis or or even ISIS fanatics today, who believe in a greater caliphate than a and a greater, you know, ISIS-run world order, uh, or or the the type of freaks who want to burn scorch the earth and, and purge all Arabs out of greater Israel. How do they think the formula for creating these types of zombies, fanatical cultish zombies? is you profile a culture and its people and and the British, just like the Venetians before the British are very good at cultural profiling. That's what the Orientalists would do when they would go native, right? They would go like Lawrence of Arabia and you would just go into a a local sect of uh, Bedouin tribes and you just you'd map them out, you'd speak their language, you'd really immerse yourself. But what what are you doing? You really care about them? No, you don't. You're looking for their stories, the stories that shape their identities, You want them to trust you because they'll trust you if you speak their language and you do their 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 things they did the same thing in africa and asia and with the native tribes in north america that have also been manipulated by these techniques very jesuitical is you is you then can um map out what stories they have of themselves that can be amplified to create sort of um a sense of divine ethno-nationalist prejudice that creates a feeling of elitism in the people that you want to then use against a powerful rival that you want to disrupt. So you want that sense of elitism, right? So the Albanians were the young. Albania movement was, was convinced that there was at some point, hundreds of years in the past where Albania was this grand empire and the, these perfect people, these beings were just these superior beings. And we lost that. And that's why we have the economic scarcity today because the inferior beings of Russia took control of, of our destiny. And now we're inferior and we have to just take it back through violence and same thing with the Germans, right? That that's where the, the, the whole myth of the, of the Aryan super superhuman emerged was this idea that no, there was a time where, where are these great glorious hyperborean uh, mention from this Aryan superland, and and the Jews and the dark people got the better of us, and now we have to reclaim our glory. All of these things, said yeah. the same. So, um, the the Young Turks had their own thing. There was this view that you no, know, the Great Ottoman Empire was our destiny when we ruled the world, and we have to bring it back. And so you had Mazzini and a bunch of of Satanists utilizing Freemasonic outfits, and here like Hel- uh, Harvus, uh, Alexander Helfand who was very close to Trotsky uh, actually was a co-coordinator of the first bolshevik revolution to overthrow the the czars uh in 1905 that parvis was a, a gunrunner and bankroller of the young Turkey movement uh yeah the young turks which was used to disrupt this modernization industrial policy that that germany was trying really hard to help build um that's the reason why the 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 british went into egypt in the first place was to stop the 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 French, the better French and the Egyptians who were working to build the Suez Canal as another part of a way to economically liberate this area. And that had to be stopped and taken over by the British. That's where they created a hub for the Muslim Brotherhood to later on be created as a way to spread what became ISIS and this idea of a, uh, of, uh, you know, basically ethno-national uh, uh, superiority complex amongst uh, ignorant, you know, uh, Muslim men who just didn't know what the hell was going on half the time or how they were being used. Right. So, yeah. It sounds yeah, familiar. I mean, it's
8: just, it's, you know, it's so crazy when you explain this It's the same playbook over and over and yet again, over and over the people don't see it. This is why I think it's so important that, I mean, most people looking at the screen right now are, are looking at it thinking, wow, everywhere's so close together because we're all the way everywhere. over here in America. You don't realize like, yeah, they are a train ride away. Yeah. Real. Yeah.
9: yeah. It's really, it really is that. And, and, and that's how the British really, it's important to think you can't underestimate the amount of obsession and time and energy that has been put over centuries by anglo-venetian grand strategists who think about central europe central asia southwest asia like this is this has been the pivot of world history for in a dominant fashion for the past 2500 years especially yeah. since the silk road was first created in 200 bc that was the first time the, the, the Han Dynasty came into power and the creation of the Silk Road was unveiled for the first time. And it maintained itself for 400 years between the Roman Empire through the, the Seleucids, which then later on became the, 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 the Muslim world, um, as well as Russia, early Russia, which was a bit of a pagan thing. But there was these trade corridors that also involved Africa that was much more advanced civilizationally than modern anthropologists have told us. Like we've been told a lie. About Africa being naturally tribal? No, 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 no. There was high, highly advanced civilizational states, as there were in North America. There's tons of evidence that's been suppressed by the Smithsonian of hyper advanced people across and civilizations that used agriculture technology in North America, South America, Central America, everywhere. And this has been crushed because they want British imperial doctrine has been focused on getting us to all believe that we are just as we are as a snapshot that emerged almost out of nothing and that these people are naturally tribal. They don't want technology. We can't give them technology because it's against their nature. And it's like, wait a minute, if, if <laughs> the current people who are tribal are maybe just tribal because their nation was destroyed by imperialists of the past and their libraries, their cultural memories were consciously destroyed, maybe that's a lie. Maybe they were actually naturally much more advanced and they want it's it's in their nature to want to return to an advanced state of of scientific civilization. Maybe that's actually more natural than doing the green eco eco colonial thing. Right. So I'm saying all of this just to get across what okay. So what the hell happened? And before actually I do this, let me read um, Rabbi Cook, who again set up the uh, a specific set of yeshivas uh, that gave rise to all of the illegal settlers that have been provoking things in uh, in the Gaza since especially the, the the 60s, his son set this up. It was the Merkaz Harav Yeshiva. Because this is not representative of all Jews. Not Most religious Jews do not think like this. But the fact that these guys do when they are out there and they are protected by something very powerful is serious. But this guy said in his Orot, the truth concerning the land is revealed in Kabbalah. Jewish mysticism, Kabbalah, militates for life in the land of Israel. Rationalistic approaches to Judaism place no special value on the land of Israel. In wars, national characters crystallize. Israel as the universal reflection of mankind begets thereby. The heels of Messiah follow upon world conflagration, meaning world war. Uh, At the hour of the downfall of Western civilization, Israel is called upon to fill its divine mission by providing the spiritual basis for a new world order. He wrote this shit in the 1930s. Now, these guys actually to get into the minds of crazy. It's important to to take that experiment sometimes because what are they saying? E is representing a a, a a hyper minority group. He's working closely with Jabotinsky, right? Um, who's also very close to Parvus, Alexander Helfand, who's like organizing the the Young Turks. <laughs> right. He's working closely with with Trotsky. All three of those guys are are working together for the Bolshevik Revolution as well to overthrow the Romanovs. Um. This particular guy, whether he particularly believes or not, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't, I don't know, but he creates a movement that does, that says, okay, we interpret through Kabbalah, which is a very like Babylonian mystical way of just like reducing the Torah down to random sounds with no ideas. You're just like reducing everything down to symbol and sound that could then be interpreted when you're in a trance-like state. By high priests who then tell you what it, what a some given part actually means. It's like reading the I Ching or reading like runes. It's the same thing. You just like throw the runes down. This is what the what the Nazis were all big onto in their in their Thule Society. And then you have a high priest that reads however the runes dropped. These Viking runes of like Odin and then Odin and then the high priest who's the initiate of the secret society who speaks the secret language can tell you what Odin or Thor wants you to do as far as going to war. So the same thing here for the Kabbalah. It's like very high, it's, it's a perfect way to have a priesthood manage um geopolitical affairs wow. now they basically have this view that okay if you read the torah in this particular cabalistic way we can interpret that the messiah will only come if we rebuild solomon's temple on the specific site that it was first burnt out like destroyed by the romans two thousand years ago if we rebuild it and we reclaim the land and somehow the land becomes co-equal to safe to to um god the divine which why um (laughs) then then the messiah can come but that that will be that will mean global conflagration that means we net war becomes a good thing he also taught that jews don't have individual souls part of his yeshiva which is very distinct from from more healthy branches of judaism preached that there was no individualized souls that all jews were one single collective soul and thus and it was very much tied exactly to the specific territorial land in that middle east which is greater israel and any any inch that is given up uh willingly you you lose you hurt the entire soul of the the jewish people so it's it's better to die and in fact war is good and death is good if it means uh you know reclaiming land and bringing in the messiah so why am i saying this because he was put there by the british the british selected this guy to be the head chief rabbi of the, of the ashkenazi jews at during british mandate palestine what is british mandate palestine a lot of people don't realize this my, and my wife actually taught me a lot about the stuff in her book uh on the the empire in which the black sun never set so if people want to go in a more deep dive beyond oh, what, yeah. what we're talking about today read my wife's book Cynthia Chung Empire in Which the Black Sun Never Set holy yeah, it'll be yeah, my-
8: unbelievable. I mean, it's a it's yeah. a whole it's a college course in a book. That's, it's a college course. And it seems yeah. like it can't possibly be real. That book is uh, unbelievable. Everyone should definitely take a look at that. And I'm going to have her on soon also to follow up with this. But go ahead cuz this is all very important. Hey guys, thank you for watching the show. I just want to remind you yet again that we really need to be very you know, cautious of what is going on with the economy, both here and internationally. I'm letting this Most play through, through for Bricks Mel. nations are looking for a gold-backed currency. Just don't, the don't go in to her the gold world person. World Just <laughs> they have an event coming up on August 22nd. Oh, the BRICS nations are all going. There are also 13 other nations that would like to join the BRICS nations. And this is not something to not pay attention to. We have to make sure that you protect your savings. And that is why I have chosen Beverly Hills Precious Metals. That is where being prepared is always a good thing.
9: Well, oh, it's, it's, and as you said, it's, it's every religion has this same phenomenon, right? Like find one representative, like who's who's got the perfect Christian interpretation? Of course, like if you're a Christian, whatever denomination you're a part of, you're going to be like, well, it's mine. <laughs> but I- generally speaking, like take an objective step back. There are literally hundreds. You got Mormons as well. You got Lutherans and Puritans right. and Galpists. and and I mean it subdivides and subdivides and subdivides. Um, and then you got Catholics between the 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 and Orthodoxes, and then within the Orthodox Catholicism that, or Christianity. Then you got sub branches there too that fight each other and interpret right. things different, emphasize right. things differently, different. So I mean, at the end of the day, we always have to focus that on again what Yitzhak Rabin and Arafat had realized is that they have to focus on their common humanity and common belief in one, that there is a God, that there is a soul. We are good. We're mortal. And there's some connection between what we're given as a gift in this life, regardless of what name we've given God to the acts that we do and the conscience that we live by and the, and what we do for our kids who come after us. We want to have ideally a peaceful, more peaceful world and a better life than we had that's everybody can agree on that. And to the degree that you keep the discussion on that, Right. We're good. Empires lose their grip; they lose their ability to divide and conquer us. It always works that way. Right. So glad you had this little addendum, and we could say a little on the one thing about the Torah too. Uh, the the, the uh, a lot of Christians and a lot of uh, Muslims that I, I I talk with, they hear certain things from the Talmud, and I've I've read not the whole thing. The Talmud's very big. It's literally hundreds of rabbinical writers who have given their opinions on a variety of things in terms of how to interpret the Pentateuch. um, Different things, right? There are literally hundreds of rabbinical opinions are written down that become known as the Talmud. Now, there are certain things that you could take out of context, and and some of those rabbis, a handful, maybe five or six, I think, personally, are satanic rabbis. I don't think that they're real, I don't think that they're good people. And you can see it like and people will latch on to a few of these quotes out of context and they'll be like, look, the the Jewish Holy Bible, the Talmud says that they have to rape children. And and it's like, wait a minute, you're you're projecting the Quran and the Bible. It's true. It's treated as the word of God in Christian and Muslim world. The Talmud is not treated like the word of God. It's treated like the, the the collected works of a bunch of rabbis who said opinions about things. And there's a lot of good wisdom in there. read it there's a lot of good like life lessons and wisdom but it's it's if you go to like a lot of the rabbinical schools the kids are taught unlike sunday school for the christians the kids are taught come up with arguments to see if you you can refute something in the talmud see if you can like develop your platonic reasoning skills to see if this this holds true to reason or not like it's a different relationship the the torah is different the torah is the word is treated as the word of god for sure. So let's go back to how, because we we're talking about profiling, cultural profiling, how how do imperialists, and again, the Venetians who later on took control of the British Isles, creating the British Empire, this was formerly Venice. Venice was the center of the global global uh, controls of empire after the Western Roman Empire fell for over 800 years. The, and I'm, I'm going to say this to get, get a, in a roundabout way, how Venice was able to utilize certain Proto-ISIS groupings like, for example, the Mongols, the, the, the Genghis Khan, the, the, the Mongol hordes were used in, in large measure as a marcher lord controlled through the intelligence apparatus of Venice. And only the Venetian traders had absolute rights of, mo- of motion within Mongol-controlled territories. The Mongols, in a very short m- amount of time, you had these very primitive people who just burnt, killed, destroyed everything that they took control of. Uh, at the beginning at least, who went all the way, destroyed, raised to the ground Russia, went all the way to Hungary, took control of Hungary, Western Europe, were about to take control of all of Europe, they took India, China later on, um, the, the whole like Baghdad Abbasid dynasty was destroyed under the Mongols, who, it became a global empire, effectively, but it was not very civilizationally advanced. How could these people, who are basically uh, pagan, uh, primitive, Uh, warrior classes get such intelligence that they knew exactly when to strike. They knew what each kingdom was doing um, each step of the way. Well, the Venetians were there providing them like Marco Polo. Marco Polo's father were providing Ogadai Khan intelligence. Uh, They were his controllers. And so that's that's the template. They had a whole view of a mystical view of themselves. This is what created Tibet. If you want to know where even like the uh, the Dalai Lama was created, it was when the Mongols controlled Tibet. And instituted the uh, this relationship of like the the Dalai Lama will control the spiritual world and the 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 Khan will control the material world and together they would have this weird like you know uh, Roman Empire versus papacy type of relationship of of geopolitical control. But again, the whole thing was mapped out by the, the Venetians. Now the Venetians. The Venetian techniques, including the use of of, uh, the Kabbalah for intelligence operations, which is what people like Francesco Zorzi, who was a high-level Venetian intelligence controller, was a Kabbalist who uh, was one of the key guys who was the first Venetian to brainwash Henry VIII to get rid of Catherine of Aragorn as his wife, destroying the relationship that that England had with Spain, marry instead Anne Boleyn, this like little, you know, and this, this idiot sex maniac fell for all of this stuff. And Francisco Zorzi began creating a network inside of the British courts, around which later on Rosicrucianism then emerged around John Dee, around the entire uh, Robert Flood also, who was an enemy of Kepler, was a, uh, a leading figure within the Rosicrucian infiltration that converted, it purged Britain of its humanist pro, pro-freedom leaders like Thomas More who's had had his head cut off, Erasmus, um, it, later on uh, I mean, there's a whole slew of people in the in the 1600s 1700s. Um, now this is what transformed this is what brought in the Hellfire Club, right? As one of the initiating organizations within Britain. But again, all of all of the Venetian techniques of cultural profiling and manipulation using epistemological warfare were brought in, and that's what allowed this tiny little area of Britain to become a global empire, managing 25% of the world's surface area after the Seven Years' War. So they came out of the Seven Years' War as the dominant alpha, right? That was when you could say the modern British empire was really consummated, and that's what the founding fathers broke away from. It was just hellfire evil. And so coming into the... Um, Our story, you know, the American system is spreading after Lincoln's victory to maintain the Union. It's uh, you got Russia working to build the Trans-Siberian Railway with the help of American nation builders. Henry C. Carey is working with his allies uh, through Russia. You've got the idea to extend that both into China, where you have the 100 days reform um, under the the Qing Empire Emperor as well, who sees that it's maybe possible to save the Qing dynasty by modernizing the same the same realization that that the Ottoman Sultan had as well. And he's being assisted by people like McKinley, by people like Sergei Witte and Otto von Bismarck, and Bismarck's allies. Bismarck is ultimately uh, fired by a stupid Kaiser who's a mystical occultist um, and takes really bad advice, and fires <laughs> Bismarck, who is like the the genius. And this later on happens to Witte. But so you have this whole international rail network, industrial development, cooperative policy around nations working together despite cultural and religious differences. They're working together on common common needs. Right. The Bering Strait Rail Tunnel that we looked at a few weeks ago was being discussed that would connect this this Russian railway through the Bering, through Alaska that Russia had just sold to America, and that would connect to Lincoln's Transcontinental. So all of this was was bringing about an age of brotherhood. And this is like I think for me, the the health. There's two there's two interpretations of uh, Quran, Torah, uh, biblical scripture talking about in various ways. Uh, end times one way is to interpret that as being the literal end of time at which you know Gog May, Gog, some like you know uh necessary divine war has to happen for the messiah to either come back or come for the first time you could interpret it that way or you could see it as many of these great christian and jewish and muslim humanists have throughout the centuries which is that it's the end of an age at the end of an age of empire, an age of injustice, we will create a world of dignity, at which point the the Messiah will want to come. Uh, or the Mahdi, as they call them in, in the Muslim world, the Mahdi will come after we've created an era of justice and have eliminated exploitation and empire. Then we yes. will merit, we will deserve his coming. That's a much healthier interpretation. And it's something that, again, if you look at the types of, of better Christians and better Muslims and better Jews, who have been fighting against empire over the centuries, that's the that's their general thinking. Um, Philo of Alec, Rabbi Philo of Alexandria, Rabbi uh, Moses Men- Mendelssohn, Moses Maimonides, uh earlier on, but Moses Mendelssohn big time in his book on Jerusalem in the 1760s. Um, they there this is how they're thinking. So, and it bears fruit. Now, this this was all disrupted. How was it disrupt, disrupted? Well, we know about the 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 color revolution that was unveiled in Russia, you know, destabilizing. But that was made possible because Sergei Vita, the count who oversaw the the growth of the American system in Russia, the railway systems, he was ousted by a stupid um, czar, Nicholas II, who came in after the the murder of his father, Alexander III, in 1896, who was a good czar, just like Alexander II, both very good czars. Nicholas II was a well-intended czar, but like his cousin, um, Kaiser Wilhelm, in Germany, they were both cousins both from queen Victoria actually that's how they work this bridge. um was believed in flatter he loved his flatterers he mm. loved the courtiers and he that's where he got in various theosophical advisors black black magic occultists who were followers of Madame blavatsky well, uh who were go. all over like vipers in both the 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 Kaiser's court as well as the Czar's court and all of them were saying mm-hmm. "Hey, look, Vita, Count Vita is—he's uh, is, uh, the first prime minister at this time. He's—he's he's trying to steal your sunshine. Everybody looks up to him, and they don't respect you. Get rid of him. He's trying to—he's like a Rothschild agent. And they started circulating something known as the—the uh, the protocols of Zion. And the protocols of Zion were was something that was was unveiled around the same time, in order to specifically in Russia first to uh, target and slander Count Vitta and the American system economists who were utilizing international finance in such a manner that it was based upon nation building which is what hamiltonian economics was always it was it wasn't treating banking as bad or even national banking as tyrannical it was saying that a bank is a tool that could do bad or good depending on the moral val- lesson, uh, value of your society and so in in the case of germany the zollverein was being created the, based on american experiences after the war of, the war of independence which united the nation around a protective tariff, internal improvements. That's what Friedrich List had done, who was also killed. He studied in America and, and became the basis around which Otto von Bismarck built his reforms. The, the Friedrich List Society was big in uh, in Russia and um, Otto von Bismarck was, was fired by the stupid Kaiser who was again big into pomp and regalia and was told, hey, this Otto von Bismarck is also trying to steal your sunshine, fire him and he did. And all of a sudden, Germany started misstepping and misstepping, setting into motion what became World War One, which never would have happened if if Otto von Bismarck and Witte was in power. Now, Witte had been trying to say, okay, look, we can avoid this danger of of Bolshevik revolution by providing massive economic opportunities and abundance. you got to get rid of the tension. Same thing that the Sultan was trying to do at the time. Same thing that the Hundred Days Reformers in the Qing Dynasty were trying to do. But it was 100 days. Why was it 100 days? Because the corrupt uh, em- Empress Dowager, who was the, the emperor's mother, was on the payroll of the British. She was the one who oversaw the, the opium the opium wars, was part of what caused the whole 100, 100, years, uh, 100 years of of humiliation. She overthrew the reformers, put the her son under house arrest, where he died, and she just ran the whole thing into, into the ground. But in Russia as well. So Vita was like, hey, look, 1905. You got to give the people a constitution. You got to give them rights. You got to give them the vote. You got to get rid of the Jewish pogroms because the 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 czar, believing that the protocols of Zion were real, right? These were being circulated all over the courts of Europe. It was targeting the superstitious occultists who were doing seances, and that was a big thing back then. Speaking to to ghosts from other dimensions and stuff. Everyone was was doing that. Who was who was trying to be cool? Uh And so uh they were reading this and like oh my god it's true see it's the jews themselves under the Freemasonic uh outfits that they're that they control that are trying to take over the world under the protocols of zion and so he started the jewish program pogroms again um in russia and now that, that created a lot of it there's a lot of jews in russia and that created a lot of a lot of injustice it was really bad a lot of death um and and Vita was like on oh, you you got to use the, the 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 money that we are getting from international banks to invest in infrastructure. You got to build, uh, and he had a whole program for national banks along the and and manufacturing corridors along the the the, the Siberian railway, and um, and they and it worked. So finally, in 1905. Victor was successful and he persuaded after this was required, you know, Japan to go in first and, and, and destroy like the entire Russian Navy in 1905, which was done by Jacob Schiff who funded that whole oh, Japanese yeah. invasion. And uh, it was such like a wake up call for the Kaiser, that, uh, the czar who realized, oh, I, I was, I, was mess- I, I screwed up. You know, Victor was, t- was warning about this. I didn't listen to him and he brought him back and he made him prime minister. He gave him the reforms and it did work kind of pretty well. It, it created a, a space. But it didn't last long. Eventually, um, after about a year, Victor was fired again, and this time it went to shit fast. So it, Russia, just like Germany, began their their motion towards, on the one hand, World War I. On the other hand, total Bolshevik revolution. The Romanovs were all killed. Trotsky was a big figure. He was supposed to be the golden boy who was going to come out in control as the dictator of Russia to the the the, the Wall Street, London-funded Bolsheviks that were supposed to be run by Trotsky. Trotsky's ally, Parvis was working in uh, to do the same thing, to overthrow the Ottoman Empire. Uh, Jabotinsky, Vladimir Jabotinsky, who was another Ukrainian, uh, worked very closely with Theodore Herzl, um, as well as Rabbi Cook. They both collaborated together. He was the founder of what became known as the Greater Israel Doctrine. So all these guys, and that's what Benjamin Netanyahu's father was the personal secretary, right? Oh, wow. of, of Jabotinsky, right. So there, you see that there's a common net, uh, network uh, now, 1912, 1913. So this results in the Balkan war. So once the young Turks get their way, they go to war with Russia really weakens, Russia pulls Russia into the, this, this unwinnable war, but it finally diffuses out. Nobody comes out except the British, um, in, a, in, a, in a dominant way. Right. That that then sets the stage. Now Russia is stupid enough to agree to the Entente Cordiale, the secret agreement militarily between France and and uh, and England, which Germany doesn't even know about. So before you know it, you, know, you see how this works, right? Yeah, I mean, Britain it's... is able to utilize one of their sects in Serbia, a terrorist, stupid, idiot grouping of terrorists called the Black Hand, to kill a, a disposable Archduke in Austria. That that happens. Britain knows that there's military contracts between Serbia and Russia. And, Austrian and, and Germany to to back each other up in any type of war, so they're able to to get this little conflict to quickly spin out of control. Where they've already arranged a secret military pact with Germany and France that any type of war that 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 uh, sorry now Germany with Russia and France so that any war that Russia gets into, France and Britain now have to get into. Germany doesn't even know about it. They're the last to even militarize to prepare for the war of World War One. They're the last people to know about it. Um, and we were given a different story, obviously. Right. So that yeah. happened. 1914, World War One's launched. Um, Sykes-Picot Agreement. Now, the Bolshevik government, we only know about this because there were some go- some people who were not a uh, part of the game inside of the Bolsheviks, right? Who, when they took control of the Russian Foreign Ministry, they were like, whoa, look at these documents. And they made them public, which proved that the French and the British had conspired under the... Uh, Sykes, what's called the Sykes-Picot Agreement to carve up uh, the Middle East in this way. So this is basically what the French and the the, the British agreed upon to say, okay, like the northern part would be blue, that would be French-controlled zones. Syria would be French, Lebanon French. Southern would be uh, British-controlled, and the international zone of yellow, which is today's Palestine, uh, that we'll fight over that later. <laughs> and Britain always wanted to come out dominating that. So. That's where you have around the same time Balfour Accords. Lord Balfour makes these. Now, but it's not just Lord Balfour, who's also a a complete anti-Semite. He hates the Jews, but yet he's so inspired to devote his so much effort into giving a homeland to the Jews. Mm. Okay? But you're not alone. He's also working closely with Lord Milner, another rabid anti-Semite who hates the Jews, who co-writes this with Leo Amory, um, who's a Satanist. Nominally a Jew, but actually a Satanist. And a roundtable follower of Cecil Rhodes, and then you yeah. have uh, Walter Rothschild. Walter Rothschild is he is he a Jew? Well, he's certainly of a Jewish name and a Jewish family, but uh, he's he does things throughout his life, and his whole family does that ends up killing more Jews than anybody else. So, um, no, I think that he's more of a Satanist with a Jewish name, as there are Satanists with Christian names and Satanists with Muslim names. It's the they they worship evil, <laughs> so, nice. and he, the fact that he didn't even live. No Rothschild ever actually lived in the nation that they wanted to create. He owned land there, for sure. He owned land in Palestine, but he never lived there. Why do you live in an area that you're you want to blow up anyway? And so part of this whole thing has been get the Jews find a way to 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 and and one of the one of the key guys um, who founded this this sect of of uh, Zionism, which is not in representative of all Jews in any way was lord shaftesbury in the 1830s who began an a missionary program of sending anglican priests with their own specific peculiar interpretation of zion um which itself was created artificially by henry the anyway under the advice of of, of venetian uh marriage counselor francisco zorzi who was a Kabbalist, the uh, black magician um, he created then anglicanism to splinter away from the church so that he could have a divorce but then the whole anglican thing became an intelligence control controlling sub proto or pseudo Christian organization with the monarch as the head of the church. So you go into any Catholic church, uh, Anglican church, you see a picture of now King Charles. That's the head of the church. What the hell kind of Christian church is that? Um. <laughs> so that's what was done with this this uh, proselytizing of this idea to convince the Eastern European and Russian Jews that no it's it's actually we're going to help you go back to, you think that your homeland is in Romania or in Russia or no 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 you're you're mistaken you see and then they would give them a a lesson plan of what they actually should be believing and uh, so Shaftesbury is actually recognized as the first modern political zionist he's the and he had a magazine that he was he was actually related to Lord Palmerston who was closely working with Mazzini. um he was the in the son-in-law actually and um um the 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 idea was then to yeah my mind wanted to go in two different directions at the same time so okay (laughs) so let's just pull it back so balfour accords are created basically to say okay britain is going to devote itself to giving a homeland for the jews oh yeah that was it why would no Rothschild ever want to live in 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 that particular area that they helped create well because the idea was always to figure out how do you persuade these different internationally Jews that didn't have a homeland, but were kind of troublesome at different times to the empire, the empire, the imperialist, the oligarchy ultimately doesn't like this thing in Judaism, uh, for a variety of reasons, um, which we can maybe talk about in a future. But one of the things, how do you, how do you convince them to go into a one controlled area, use them as a silkworm farmer would use a silkworm, for geopolitical purposes for a time. And then when the worm is no longer producing silk, burn it. Get rid of the problem finally in one final solution, right? One end time scenario that you can create. So that's been an obsessive thing that they put generations into figuring out how do they best create a situation like that. Um, that's what makes this current thing that we're living through so dangerous at the moment because it could easily spring out of control. So the Balfour Accords are created at the end, towards the end of World War One. Then after that, again, run by a bunch of people who are supporting the growth of Nazism and fascism as the solution, right? So Balfour, Lord Chamberlain, who's also working with Herzl, Lord Chamberlain, is a pro-Nazi. Uh, Lloyd George, who's overseeing this whole thing, is a pro-Nazi. He's going to be the Nazi prime minister if the, the Germans took control of Britain. So all of these pro-Nazis are all pushing this, this let's create a state of Israel. Weird, right? Yeah. So then you have immediately, within weeks, the Arab, Revolt, Arab Awakening Revolt. Kind of like what happened in 2010 under the Soros CIA-funded Arab Spring. Overthrow Mubarak Gaddafi, the Tunisian government. Same sort of thing happens then. Now, what the Arab revolt is, is T. Lawrence, you know, uh, Lawrence of Arabia, is one of these Orientalists. There's a variety of these guys who are all sent out to, again, build the trust, become like immersive uh, Orientalists for MI6, managed through the British Cairo office or the British India office. And, uh, Lord Lord Kitchener is on the ground doing a lot of this work too the butcher of Sudan uh or and, and so <clears throat> these what they're trying they're they're going to various uh governors of the Ottoman Empire various people who have influence within the, the Pashtun tribes or the Bedouin tribes and they're saying look you have talent the British respects your talent and you have a responsibility to your Arab people to break them free of this Ottoman Empire that's so suppressive and uh, and it's your duty. And we will give you all. That's all the British want is just the freedom of the Arab people and the and we want to obviously stop our, our Ottoman rival. So, of course, there's win-win. We're we are not totally angels, but we just we, you know, we want you to have independence. So it works. It actually works. They get they get some Hashemite uh, leaders to go for it. You know, um, Churchill is on the ground working with this grouping as well. And, uh, and you have what's glorified in, in romantic pictures from Hollywood, like Lawrence of Arabia, which is actually a totally, it's the opposite. The, re- the reality is the opposite. Take everything you see in that movie and turn it inside out. And that's the truth. Um, they, their idea was to always stab the Arabs in the back. <laughs> always. And they did. Um, but in 1922, we had, you know, that little area here, the um, that yellow zone. So yeah. Britain. Britain which creates the League of Nations. You have Lord Milner and Lord and Lord uh, Lloyd George create the League of Nations under the and the Round Table Movement does that. They oversee the creation of this basis of a new one world government. Then the League of Nations that they created gives them the mandate over Palestine, that little yellow area. Now the British have that. And at the same time the British are rewarding one of their their Bedouin tribes to get his own kingdom and that becomes Saudi Arabia. And that kingdom is going to be wired Around um, Salafiism, which is, as I mentioned earlier, um, based upon the the interpretation of the Quran outlined by Jamal al Din al Afghani, who himself was on the British payroll of the British Cairo office in the 1880s, um, he outlined a way of reading the Quran, which is it's it's conducive for creating. Followers of the Quran who would be inclined to to do violent jihad, let's just say. It doesn't make you a bad person, but it makes you much more inclined <laughs> towards right. reading things that way and ignoring things that emphasize conscience, do good. That is de-emphasized a lot. And, uh, and Hassan al-Banna later on becomes, like I said, the founder of the Muslim Brotherhood using British money. Now, Saudi Arabia's religious foundation becomes sort of a, an emergence between Wahhabism and Salafism, which are two is, pan-Islamist um, doctrines that read the Quran that way. Again, it doesn't make you a terrorist. It doesn't, but it makes you more inclined to that. So I'm, I'm using this language because I know that there are good people in Saudi Arabia who are, are you know, they don't, they, they're not bad people. They're good people. But you got to realize that there's, there's some weak spots in how it's being interpreted. Just like there's people who read the Kabbalah and right. they're good people. I get it. But there's a way that there's there's some poison Trojan horses and how the Kabbalah is formulated that make it very conducive to create occultists uh, that are then used for geopolitical purposes. That's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the British end up organizing uh, the mass influx now of different Jewish groups into this uh, DPLO zone. And uh, that's, you know, DPLO is Jewish su- Settlement permitted, right. permitted. Prince Jordan, not so much. And this is where conflicts end up becoming instigated. You have the uh, the riots uh, overseen by a, 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 the Brit. The British create a figure whose name is Hajjamin He's the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem. Now, he's somebody who's a cooperator of the Muslim Brotherhood. Um, in 1920, before he becomes Grand Mufti by the British, he oversees the Nebi Neb- Musa riots, which are um, basically the the Islamic the the Arab population has been shown fake forged images, photographs, and and stories that have been spread by design that the Jewish settlers have destroyed the Al Aqsa Mosque, which today is still the, under threat of destruction by the Jewish settlers. But they've been told it's been destroyed. They've been shown images of dead uh, Arab children over the streets. And they were, they were told by, uh, by the, the newspapers run by Hajjamin and overseen and, and, and financed by the British that the, the Jews have done all of this murder of children. You need revenge, right? The Jews are subhuman. And, and that's this cultivates days of riots that result in many Jewish families getting slaughtered um it's it's but the british let it all happen the british are there but they actually make make a point to not do anything for days and hajimin they do there's a court a court case afterwards hajimin is found to be guilty and um and he's immediately given safe haven to go to egypt for a couple of years and then come back and be, and then he's made uh immediately the british who know that this guy they found him guilty they've given him safe passage to egypt right to get sanctuary he's brought back and then the british go out of their way to select that guy to be the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem, representing the Arab voice. So you got Rabbi Cook, the chief Ashkenazi rabbi, um, um, effectively a racist cultist uh, promoter of mass violence on the one side that the British select to represent the, the Jewish voice and, and influence the Jewish thought matrix. And then the, they got Hajimin doing the other thing. Hajimin later on goes happily to work with the, the Nazis. There's all sorts of things with him. Oh, right. He's I've seen the that of documentary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you got this whole design for eye for an eye vengeance bring out the worst and create these multi-generational feelings of hostility that will endure um beyond reason beyond any one particular generation yeah. um to the point that you know you you, you it's very difficult to put this genie back in the bottle the only way to do it is the way that it was done with the 30 years war like you got to look at at these small examples in history right where, where people ask me like "Well, what do you do well I, I mentioned Yitzhak Rabin and arafat the way of thinking of economic progress is one look at look at china's belt and road initiative and russia's north-south uh, development corridor that's bringing durable large-scale development to reconstruct the middle east that's a way of that's the similar expression of the same thing Look at what uh, uh, Europe did in the um, after 30 years of religious war called the 30 years war. That was Christian killing Christian, Protestant killing uh, Catholic and vice versa. Right. um, For 30 years straight, actually went on even longer than that. Made possible by, well, anyway, it it was eye for an eye vengeance. And it was never going to end. And it was only by the Peace of Westphalia organized by Cardinal Mazarin. Right. the, The... of of France who was the only person trusted to go and organize a a, 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 to broker peace amongst the warring warlords of Germany that was the the Holy Roman Empire was like 2000 princelings who all had their own little micro mercenary armies carrying out wars for territory um and finally that had to stop Germany lost half their population like it's hard to imagine it ended First, by if you read the piece of Westphalia that set up the basis of the modern nation state. Everyone should read that, by the way. Yeah, at the very least, the first three the articles. It's, I mean, it's, like a, it's really
8: interesting stuff. I mean, it's it's not dated. <laughs> Check it out. No, it's
9: not. It basically says, like, every nation, we're going to start recognizing sovereign nations for the first time in history around the idea that each nation will have its sovereignty based on the benefit of the other. Our ability to work with our neighbors to forgive transgressions, which is article number two. Right. And to build economic projects together. And that's where Colbert, who, who later inspires the founding fathers and, and uh, yeah. the American system is based on Colbertism, directed credit, protective tariffs, uh, taking down corrupt officials within the within the government. And then you can bring about building canals, roads, training, train right. uh, schools, things like that. That works. That created the basis of a durable peace. The same thing for today. The same thing for anywhere. So I'll just it there.
8: Yeah, but we're going to have to do a part two of this from twenty twenty six, twenty seven 27 to, to modern times because it continues on. And, and Matt, you know, you've taught me so much. And the one thing that I know is that there's a lot of good ideas that have been ignored or thrown away and a lot of terrible ideas that repeat themselves over and over and end us up in the same exact place. And people have to always question what you always question and and everyone should be is who benefits from this. And it is shocking and amazing the more that we we dig in and you dig in and a lot of other people I, I admire um, do. And and the more we see that the hidden hands haven't changed. They just do, they just die off and new ones come up from our very first show about the Rhodes uh, Scholars and the, the uh, round table and all of that. Not much has changed in the behind the scenes. And um, that's that's the good news, because I, I really believe and I know you do that. Um, We are being deceived on a massive scale and that we could have what what you always say is possible, which is a world that is uh, cooperating and sovereign nations that work to help each other. I've been using a lot uh, what you taught me in the last show or the show before that uh, in my own speeches, which is about that America with Ben Franklin and all the people that wrote the Constitution and came up with the formula for this nation plan to export it. To the rest of the world so that every nation would have you know their sovereignty and their individual rights and liberty and work together and coordinate and cooperate and again it's been thwarted over and over and over and we're at a time in history where we have to really make a choice and be awake and, and the internet as as bad and as it's been uh it has helped us to get your voice and other voices out there of of reason when this is why they want to they want to shut everyone up and get the narrative rid of and a lot of it is coming out of england and and some and these elitist universities that are connected to the whole round table movement still to this day is it it, they don't want that they don't want that and what's very sad is that you know that the population in palestine is very young and these people have been born into this and when you when you raise people just like many people in america that are being fed this now you raise people that to hatred and darkness and anger and all of that inside, and then you light the fuse, it, worked, it has worked again and again and again. I, 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 we're, I'll I have you back very soon to do part two of this, but I also wanna go through that NATO uh, cognitive warfare document. I think you've, you've, you've read it obviously, but I feel mm-hmm. like that's a lot of what's going on right now is that when when one fire starts to go out, they're gonna light another. When another one starts, they're gonna light another. And you have to keep asking yourself, who wins here who who benefits from any of this certainly not the israelis nor the palestinians and certainly not the ukrainians or the russians and definitely not the americans or the canadians so i, I mean it's really time for people to kind of take more attention to to what you have been doing which is kind of putting out geopolitical solutions because I, i've changed a lot of what i talk about and what i say mostly now is they're not after america they're after the world and america's in the way and that's why they have to destroy us from within without but i i mean you Uh, If you haven't read um, his books, The Clash of Two Americas, I mean, it's very apparent right now that we are at a turning point and that those books can give you a lot of insight. So uh, I'll let you end here. and We will have a part two of this because we want to go forward to the Balfour Declaration, what happened in the 40s, what happened in the 70s and where we are now. So Matt will take us forward. But it's really important to know that all of this happened way before the 40s. So this is not... A lot of people, because they destroy the history, thank God you and your wife do so much to dig it up and put there, and so do a few other people, but not that many. Uh, they think that history started in, in World War II, you know, and, yeah. and that's not the case. Uh, so, last uh, words to you, Matt Oh, uh,
9: Thank you, Mel, for those kind words, and I, I really, really appreciate collaborating with you. I really do. Um, yeah, we need more yep, of the yep. spirit. I, mm-hmm. I frankly... Um, would just encourage people. I'll, I'll send you a few links, maybe. That's what I'll do to a few uh, supplementary reading materials that Perfect. people could read for free. Cause I think this, this stuff should be dug in one thing by my wife, uh, something else I did on Kazaria, which is a whole, very important and misunderstood factor of world history, you gotta um, do which that plays too. a much more direct role than people realize in a way that you, you won't even imagine what, what people think I'm going to say about Khazaria is not what I'm going to say. So I'm going to send a, a few, a few links on these things um and maybe a link to my book so if people want to dig more as well all three of the clash of the two americas goes into a lot more of this middle east history and my wife's book as well so all of that will be in the description box i guess
8: right yeah Um, yeah. just send it over rob will put it all in the description anyone can go there um matt is all over the place you know i had i had a a lot easier time booking matt three years ago than now because he's super busy for good reason uh you are what you are worldwide one of the voices i hope people know that that geopolitically is making a difference for good and for filling in uh, blanks of history. That can teach a lot of people. There are ways to peace, and and you know it's not Pollyannish to to assume that maybe the majority of human beings on planet Earth would prefer no more wars and cooperation and to live in peace and to have prosperity everywhere. Because I'll tell you one thing, Matt, um, that we've learned, especially when they're saying that they're going to need six hundred billion dollars to rebuild Ukraine. Uh, what we do know is that there's plenty of money and of energy and uh technology and knowledge and ingenuity and electricity and an education that could be spread on every
5: yeah and we're gonna stop right there oh. that was uh okay so do you understand why now yeah. i shared that
6: my goodness what <laughs> my hair is sticking up what happened no uh, it looks like i've been do tussled you under- <laughs> do you understand
5: do you understand before we even had the discussion about the FBI, about our our policy, about Joe Biden leading anything at mm-hmm. all uh, before we... I mean, we understand that the level, leveling of Gaza is much more of a real estate transaction
7: mm-hmm.
5: than anything. I mean, this is a land grab, folks. Uh, the whole terrorism thing was the justification to level everything. I mean, you see... Uh, Israel pulling their land back in. They're going to be setting up beachfront property and the poor Palestinians. I mean, <laughs> that's
6: what really, that's what uh, Ashley was saying. yesterday. Really if,
5: but if you if there you will are, be some okay, of that. I'm sure. Now, listen, I think out of that little segment right there, there's enough for everyone. If you support Israel, right, mm-hmm. uh, you can support Israel, extract buffet style out of what you learned because you can't delete history.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: Okay. If you support the Palestinians, support the Palestinians. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, supporting Israel, but most importantly, keeping it God centered and scriptural. Because, you know, I mean, I, I, I have to say, um, there are many different types of Jews, oh, yeah. all, of, all of whom. Mm -hmm. must at a certain point in time, especially at the time of the abomination desolation, Mm
7: -hmm. that
5: will be the signal for them to flee, right, and to accept Jesus Christ. Um, In the meantime, you're going to end up with a couple of things here Mm -hmm. uh, that I'm going to share with everybody just to to cap off this discussion, all right? Now, I'm going to ask anybody that's capturing this clip right here, you must, must, must come back and listen to this full presentation uh, by Matt Eretz. I'm going to bring him on the show. Uh, and I'm going to supplement what he's done here. So mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't want to just repeat everything that he did. Because I want to dig into the Freemasons. I want to dig into the Kazarian Mafia.
6: Boy, that's it. These are, these are things that will get They're us. controversial. They will what? get us our lives threatened. We'll get you docs. Yeah. Called an FBI. Our lives informant.
5: are threatened. Our lives are
6: threatened. Huh? <laughs> our, our, our threads mm. completely blown up by trolls. Mm. I mean, we've been through this before, right? Yeah. And uh, every time we go through this, we swear we'll never do it again. <laughs> well, it is, you know, it is that controversial. Well, well,
5: well then hey, guess what? Don't start World War III anywhere near Israel. Right. And we'll just kind of stay away from as <laughs> much historical <laughs> we, reference as we yeah. can. I right, mean, now, this
6: time we have to talk about it, and it's just, lives. Yeah. Lives
5: are threatened. Yeah. Um, here's an example. You ready? Oh boy. What? <laughs> oh wait, 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 wait. Hold on one second.
6: Huh? I heard this this morning, and I was like thrown back to the good old days of of Oprah Winfrey right uh you know this is during one of her times when she got like super skinny and she was pushing that uh that diet stuff that killed a bunch of people but i gotta tell you when i listen to this i watch this woman that's that she's interviewing very closely and some of the things that she's right And it just seems so creepy and weird to me. This is a throwback from 1989. And Oprah is interviewing this Jewish woman who says she was, her parents were in a cult where they sacrificed infants.
5: Yes. And by the way, before I play that, since I have it up on the screen, um, I want everyone to know, We are gonna go to a commercial break here in a couple minutes Mm -hmm. after I play these, all right? Mm
7: -hmm.
5: But here it is. It's official, it is formal, and it is all about you, the people, and we, the people. All right? The Pete Santilli Show. Help finance our um, battling in this, what I'm calling world war stupid, okay? (laughs) become a locals annual subscriber and you'll receive a a free my pillow 2.0 all right mm-hmm. it's it's free um a free autograph pocket us constitution and you'll get a queen medium loft, limit one per customer and you pay shipping now how do you get that um you you go to pizzaelli dot right mm-hmm You can, especially if you're a local subscriber, become an annual. If you're already an annual subscriber, renew. Become an annual subscriber again um, or make a $45 donation. You're going to get, what is it, three months free automatically just by becoming. So we're giving you a pillow, three months free. We're trying to develop some cash flow and you will not lose anything. The value alone. As a matter of fact, if you don't even go to locals, you get a free MyPillow 2.0. Mm-hmm. You're supporting us. Do it through locals. Guess what? Um, we bought a bunch of MyPillow 2.0. So we're, you're also going to help. You're also going to help Mike Lindell. I want it. just keep it going and not stop. Remember, Mike Lindell. Now, when you say to yourself, I can't afford to do XYZ. Imagine Mike Lindell and the attacks that are upon him. Imagine that. Mm. And you know what he did? He still spent money to put out books for the American Gulag Chronicles for every member of Congress. And he did so without making a big deal of it. I just found out accidentally. So we're going to help Mike Lindell. We're going to help you know, develop some cash flow right, uh, for the Pete Santilli Show. You get a free MyPillow 2.0. Um, and when you become a subscriber, guess what? On the page, there's a button right there. And uh, if you could, Karen, just check to see that the button is uh, prominently displayed there. It should be. Is it there? Once you click, once you click that button, you have to actually it won't open up for uh, just regular subscribers uh, and members. If you're uh, a subscriber, you become an annual subscriber. You click that button, and you can enter your shipping address. And it's going to be for $0 plus shipping. Okay? Good enough? This entire broadcast, let's go, right? Mm -hmm. We should be able to develop with the number of viewers that we have. um, We should be able to fund our and fuel World War Stupid, right? Amen. Okay, so now let's go to good old
10: oprah was used also in worshiping the devil participated in human sacrifice rituals rituals and cannibalism she says her family has been involved in rituals for generations she is currently in extensive therapy suffers from multiple personality disorder meaning she's blocked out many of the terrifying and painful memories of her childhood. Meet Rachel, who is also in disguise to protect her identity.
11: You come from generations of ritualistic uh, abuse? Um, Yes, my family has an extensive family tree and they keep track of who's been involved and who hasn't been involved. And it's gone back to like 1700.
10: And so you were? Right, I was
11: born into a family
10: that believes in this. And, and this is a this is does everyone else think it's a nice Jewish family? From the outside you appear to be a nice Jewish girl? Definitely. And you all are worshipping the devil inside the home? Right. There is other it?
11: Jewish families across the country. It's not just my own family.
10: Really? And so who knows about it? Lots of people now.
11: <laughs> <laughs> um, I talked to a police detective in the Chicago area. And several of my friends know, and I've
10: spoke publicly before. And so when you were brought up in this this kind of evilness, did you just think it was normal?
11: Um, I've blocked out a lot of the memories I had
10: um, because of my multiple personality
11: disorder, but yes i mean it's like if you go off with something you think it's
10: normal Mm -hmm. i always thought so what kinds of things you don't have to give us the gory details but what kinds of things went on in the family um well there would be rituals
11: in which babies would be sacrificed and you would have to you know babies um there were people who um bred babies in our family No one would know about it. A lot of people were overweight, so you couldn't tell if they were pregnant or not. Or they would supposedly go away for a while and then come back. The other thing I want to point out, not all Jewish
10: people sacrifice babies. I mean, it's not a very difficult thing. (laughs) This is the first time i heard of any Jewish people sacrificing babies. But anyway, so
11: you witnessed the sacrifice? Right. Um, when I was very young, I was forced to participate in that, in which I had to sacrifice an infant.
10: And the the purpose of sacrifice is to what? Is to bring you what? What are you sacrificing for? For power. Uh uh-huh. Power. And so, were you you were ever used? Were you
11: ever used yourself? Um, I was molested. I was mm-hmm. raped several times. Mm-hmm. Um.
10: And what's your mother doing?
11: um she's
10: in all of this what's her role in all of this
11: what is i'm not exactly what her role is i haven't you know recovered all of my memories but her family was extremely involved mm-hmm. um you know she brought me to it both mm-hmm. of my parents brought me to it
10: and where is she now
11: um she um, lives in the chicago metropolitan area She's on the Human Relations Commission of the town that she lives in. And she's an upstanding citizen. Nobody would suspect her. Were you raised with a sense of right and wrong, Rachel? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's like we, I had both. I mean, to the outside world, everything we did was proper and right. And then there were the nights that things changed, that things just got turned around. What was, right was, what was wrong was right and what was right was wrong. That's what helps to create some of the to develop MPD,
10: mm-hmm. multiple personality. Right, right. Now, in, in your family, did you all call it worshipping the devil? No, or, I don't know. It was just evil. It these was, things you did.
11: Right. right. Well, I said it was evil, and mm-hmm. they said it was good. Um, there's a book that I had just come across called Lilith's Cave, which is a book of Jewish mysticism and um, supernatural, and there's a lot in that book that relates to what I, you know, endured when I was a
5: child. Now, of course, again, just a reminder, become a local's annual subscriber. Uh, We're going like gangbusters. Help support us so that we can do the research that we need Hey, you know what? Um, uh, there is something called Jewish mysticism. There is. Uh, it's called Kabbalah.
6: A lot of Hollywood is really into it. People yeah. like Madonna. Uh, they're all into that. Yeah. Uh, Jared the Kushner. It is a. Um,
5: Jared Kushner and. Um, what?
6: It's, it's a religion. Ivanka. And, Trump. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they are. It is religion. I have or,
5: the manual, by the way.
6: That is taken from um, from the mysticism of the Old Testament, right? Right. Where the priest had, they had mystic abilities. They they had those abilities yep. where they could perform a sanctioned. I don't know how else to put this. But it was kind of like a sanctioned uh, magic, right? And, and so they've gone in and taken all of that out, and they practice the Kabbalah, uh, these Hollywood people. And, and it, it's quite confusing for me.
5: It right? is. Uh, I want uh, to share uh, from, I, and I have all of the writings of the Kabbalah religion. And I can bring somebody on to even describe it.
7: Mm
5: -hmm. Um, We have to go by their own words, their own teaching. You can't plug your ears and say, oh, you know, that's anti-Semitic. That's Mm -hmm. not what we're doing here. Uh, There are evils in the Christian religion. Uh, Religions have been co-opted. That's the bottom line. They have uh, some very evil things. And that's why I want to stay... Again, uh, as we go to our our break here, Uh, we got a rocket attack right now in Israel, in Nachal Oz. Uh, Rocket attack right now. Yep. Uh, Rocket attack right now hitting uh, Israel. Just got an alert. Um, I have those. We'll be following it. And ladies and gentlemen, I want you to stay with us. When we come back, we will bring back around full circle the very evil religion uh, known as the Federal Bureau of Indecency or the FBI. Ver- one of the most evil entities on planet Earth. Um, they are undoubtedly. But... um Everybody stay right there. Don't go away. Stay tuned. We'll help make sense of all this to the best of our ability. Stay right there.
3: This is austin steinbar and you are tuned in to the pete santilli show
12: the world is about to shift banks are going cashless globally with the emergence of central bank digital currency which will bring with it programmable money and the ability to turn on or off your purchasing power based on your digital social profile it's like the equivalent of spyware in your bank account you need to get out of the system with the world's safest and most private assets silver and gold Call Kirk Elliott, PhD, 720-605-3900. Be sure to tell him Pete Santilli sent you.
2: I'm excited to announce that you've all made My Pillow 2.0 a huge success, and with your amazing support, we've been able to expand My Pillow's USA manufacturing and jobs. And to make room for this, we're clearing out a line of our Percale bed sheets. And to thank you, I'm bringing them to you at closeout prices. Use your promo code and you get my king size for only thirty nine dollars a set, queens thirty five, fulls twenty nine, and twin size just twenty five dollars. I'm interrupted. This commercial to let you know that we've received the last two shipments of these Percale bed sheets. And because of this, I've been able to add more colors, sizes, and even prints. And they're still at closeout prices. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code and you'll get my king size only $39 a set. Queens $35. Full $29. And twin size just $25. Order now. Once they're gone, they're gone for good. Cardio Miracle is the
12: finest and most comprehensive nitric oxide and vitamin D supplement in the world. Made from the highest quality ingredients, Cardio Miracle is driven and backed by science and committed to your health and well being. Get your 60 day, no risk, money back guarantee now at CardioMiracle.com. This is Austin Steinbar, and you are tuned in to the Pete Santilli Show. The world is about to shift. Banks are going cashless globally with the emergence of central bank digital currency, which will bring with it programmable money and the ability to turn on or off your purchasing power based on your digital social profile. It's like the equivalent of spyware in your bank account. You need to get out of the system with the world's safest and most private assets, silver and gold. Call Kirk Elliott, PhD, 720 605 3900. Be sure to tell him Pete Santilli sent you.
2: This is a control grid to track and trace and make the second class citizens. They are going to decide what sites you visit, and they're only going to allow a couple thousand sites. 99% of the web will be off limits.
5: okay deb uh, before we move on to the important topic of the federal bureau of Honeypotting, by the way anybody calls <laughs> the fbi to you know they're asking for you to see something say something uh listen to me um christopher ray uh putting out an announcement this is the only way you should receive it if the fbi says that there's an imminent terror attack That means they're ready to launch a false flag and they've got all their people funded, trained, corralled, controlled, and they're about to set them off. If you pick up the phone and call and say that you saw their guy, all right, you're going to uh, be threatened with obstruction of justice like Mandalay Bay Mm because they were in charge of that investigation too. All right. They're still investigating 9-11, by the way. Uh, You'll notice that none of the jumping Israelis, you know, that's been debunked, of course. Uh, We won't go there. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you also have very evil people. And I'm not saying, this is not anti-Semitic, okay? I can criticize a Christian, like the fake ones that are running around calling themselves conservative Christians. In Congress, in the same fashion that I can criticize the fake, evil, satanic Christian like Ben Shapiro. All he's right?
6: not a Christian. He's I mean, a
5: Jew. A, did I say Christian. Jews. <laughs> yeah. I say, yeah. He's, he's a Jewish. Fake, fake, whatever. He's, mm-hmm. a, he's a fake talk show host. He's fake everything all the way around. He's helping the globalists. Mm. All right. This guy's allowed to. Run Facebook, uh, uh, his Facebook shows, right? Nobody ever deletes them. You ever notice that? Hundreds of thousands of dollars he invests. He's got, what's the difference between Ben Shapiro and his millions of listeners mm-hmm. and the Peace Santilli show? I don't have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars for you to come here and listen to me. sound like a gerbil, a
6: chipmunk. <laughs> That
5: guy drives me nuts, but drives us nuts. But and this is this is it. I'm done with this fake. Hey, uh, Ben Shapiro. You might as well take a nap between now and the abomination desolation, because I think you're going to be most disappointed, disappointed in your interpretation Mm -hmm. of who Jesus Christ is. Um, This is so blasphemous.
6: This is like hate speech. Not everyone will be saved, actually.
8: We don't believe in the divinity of Christ. I right. Think that the, there you can make an argument that the...
9: The Gospels, which were written,
8: he was just a
2: prophet. In, right? significant
8: No, no, no. We don't How'd even believe he was a prophet.
2: What do you think he was? What do you guys? Uh, think I, I mean, I,
8: what I what do I think he was
9: historically? I think he was a Jew who tried to lead a revolt against the Romans and got killed for his trouble, just awesome. like a lot of other Jews at that time who were crucified mm. for trying to lead revolts against the Romans and got killed for their trouble.
2: So he became legend in story, and it became a bigger and bigger deal as time
9: yeah, went he on. he had a group
2: of followers, and mm-hmm. then that gradually
6: grew, and then. Do you think he was resurrected? A, no, that's not. That's not a. A Jewish belief. Okay, I just want to check. Yeah, no. Or we're not into, <laughs> You're not we're into, not into the miracle stories. No, that's that's No. Do no, not have any?
5: If he were sitting across from me and he referred to Jesus Christ as an insurrectionist, like he just did, <laughs> I would have punched him right in the freaking yarmulke. Okay? <laughs> Cave in the back of his head. Right? Mm-hmm. Y- you speak of my Jesus like that? Those are. Those are fighting words.
6: Well, what he's saying is true. Um, uh, he,
5: he refers to Jesus Christ as an insurrectionist. Well, what do you mean no, it's no, true?
6: No, what he's saying about his belief, that's what he believes. Oh, that's, that's what, what he what, believes. That's what Jewish people believe. They don't even, the Islam at least uh, got smart enough to say Jesus was a real person. He was just a prophet, though. But they basically believe the same thing. They don't believe that he was the son of God. They believe he was a prophet of God, and that you know uh, the the I, historical references to him were um, all done by a bunch of sycophants who got it all wrong. Yeah. That Muhammad was the last prophet, and you know the the real deal, uh, uh, usher in the I, I
5: think that um, that Ben Shapiro, just because of his. Prostitution of the establishment, uh, on behalf of the establishment, uh, is a satanic Jew. Mm. He's probably one of those magical mystical, mystical satanic Kabbalists, right?
6: Well, I think he's the very. I, I you know I don't know what exactly his, uh, you know what what Jew, Jewish sect he. He belongs to the
5: Satanic version,
6: (laughs) but I, but, you know, for him to say that, uh, for him to say that was very, um, I, I don't know. I mean, it was, it was borderline disrespectful, uh but you know, of all of the Christians who listened to him for sure but you know when you go on joe rogan's show he joe rogan has this way of getting people very relaxed wait a minute yeah with
5: attitudes like shapiro's don't wonder why jesus christ was crucified
6: well right i gotta tell you something there was someone in our thread the other day and i just loved her what she said was nobody killed jesus nobody killed jesus and that is a fact nobody Mm. killed jesus no you know why because, because he, Jesus he, laid down his life
5: he did uh, and and he he is eternal and he's gonna return
6: mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> uh, you can't kill Jesus you little freaking Jew
6: <laughs> well you know right? I mean he said and I don't mean
5: that in the derogatory sense I mean that it, uh, towards the the satanic sect okay this guy the disdain
6: is, he had. For even someone that he called a Jew, another person. The disdain mm. that he had—a
5: fellow Jew.
6: Mm. Mm-hmm. The you know just the sheer disdain he had for Jesus, the story of Jesus, the uh, you know saying he was just another. He was just. He was just he another what he was Jew. Doing. He knew
5: he was sitting. Who on tried Joe to Rogan. lead a
6: revolt against the Roman government and got crucified for his trouble. That's,
5: yeah, and and uh, the nation of Israel is just a bunch of antagonists, right. and
6: but but you'll hear Ben Shapiro, who is just another Jew, um, come on um, social media, his own podcast, <laughs> you know, other shows like Joe Rogan, and you will hear him talk about what it's like to be a Jew in the United States. And especially right now, when he's talking about what's happening over Israel, over in Israel, and he wants us all, he wants us all to go in there and support Israel. When he's just calling them, when he's just calling, really, basically, yeah, well, just, well, Jews, in the same, just another Jew, in
5: the same trying fashion, to lead a revolt, in the same fashion, right? That he pays for clicks, he does. He spends hundreds of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. to get his his word out there, get his his frickin chipmunking, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and people land on his show, and he's smart. And all he is attempting to do is acquire tremendous wealth. Okay, uh, as an antagonist, that's all he's doing. He's a freaking troll. He's a professional. Well, if troll. he thinks
6: that's all it's that's all this is all about, that's all he is, then. He's just another Jew trying to uh, lead a revolt against Evil the American Jew. government. Yes. And he's going to get crucified for he his will. trouble.
5: Yeah, just I'm, uh, all I'm calling but for. But he doesn't
6: seem to ever. Yeah. That's the point.
5: Yeah. First of all, uh, what I described as to me punching him in the freaking head, okay, uh, for, for 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 defaming uh, my Jesus, okay, mm-hmm. because he knew what he was doing, okay. It wasn't oh, sure. just, he knew exactly what he was doing, mm-hmm. all right. It's that arrogant, say, satanic, very arrogant, that's,
6: that's the word, you know. What he did mm-hmm. was very arrogant in yeah. the face of a lot of conservatives in this country mm-hmm. who follow him and because of his, his, his boldness,
7: yeah,
6: and then against, uh, the oppression and he, suppression of he, the First Amendment. Yeah,
5: and. he did the equivalent. Okay, because he puts himself out there as some sort of a you know highfalutin intellectual scholar that talks mm-hmm. like a freaking chipmunk.
6: Um, <laughs> Very and, fascinating. And, really and you know what he's and you know what he's me crazy. and you can't know what he's
5: it. you know what he's actually doing.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: The equivalent of what Israel's doing is 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 saying that he's doing things. You know, with a different agenda, which is hidden, um, mm. when in fact it's just another real estate transaction for the evil satanic Jew. Israel is going into Gaza to level it, okay, so that they can rebuild it. Okay, they're going to bring BlackRock and Clinton Global Initiative. They're going to set Clearly up their new will. beachfront property.
4: But it's not going to work. They're pushing out the
5: Palestinians thinking that it's some sort of a holy war. No,
4: but it's, it's
6: not. Gonna
5: work. It's going to work. It's a real estate war. That's it's what it is. Yeah, Pete, but
6: it's not going to work. It's, the, it's not. It's going to backfire. That's says It as, will not work.
5: You know what? I'm just going to
6: wait but for Peter the. But Ben Shapiro thinks it will. He uh, thinks it will.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, get ready. You know what he needs to do? I'm going to send him a my pillow 2.0, uh-huh. so it, he can he can go easy on his knees when he gets down on his knees and he accepts Jesus Christ uh, as as the Messiah. And his savior. That's it. It's gonna to have to come. I mean,
6: he will one day. Yeah,
5: he will. Uh, so and unless, it'll be too late. That's my only warning, uh, and it's not a threat either. It's mm-hmm. it's a promise. It's a promise.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Okay. Deb Jordan,
6: sir. What a great show.
5: We didn't even get to my FBI segment.
6: <laughs> you will. Hmm? You'll get to it this afternoon. I will. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, I will get to it. I'm gonna to get to it. But let's um let let's start out with the right perspective about who the FBI is. Let's let's listen to the man that knows uh the greatest true teller and the greatest president the United States has never had. Right here. His name
4: is Ron Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, most of our history, we didn't, didn't have those institutions. The FBI came in uh, during the First World War. And interestingly enough, the one thing that Woodrow Wilson did, he used the FBI to spy on American citizens and actually arrest them if they disagreed with his foreign policy about going to war in Europe. And isn't it interesting how recent they used it in the Vietnam era? Democrats used it there, Republicans used the FBI to spy on a hundred different groups in this country, including the churches who disagree with the policy in Central America. It almost looks like the FBI was designed to spy on Americans who might be disagreeing uh, with policy, especially the foreign policy. So the FBI, although I don't think I could condemn everything they've ever done, because I'm sure uh, some of the investigations and investigation of crime uh, has been beneficial, but that could be accomplished through Justice Department within our states, we wouldn't reject that uh, portion of it. But I think the, the FBI has uh, kept and continues to keep a lot of records on a lot of individuals. The CIA has only been here since 1947. Their record is lousy. I mean, just think of the CIA used by the Democratic uh, administration to... Hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: They're a spy agency. So when they ask you to be a little little mini-spy uh, to report stuff to them, please tell me who you are, okay? Uh, please don't let me find out about it my discovery, <clears throat> okay? Like I did, listen, it's the conservative Christians that were all the spies for the FBI that were surrounding me. They were dressed up in camouflage, and they had guns, and... They were Christians and they were praying and they were constitutionalists, Mm -hmm. but they were on the phone to the FBI around the clock. You know, the FBI doesn't need staffing because he has Christian conservative militia people. Okay. It's true. God's honest truth. Mm
6: hmm.
5: The God's honest truth.
6: It's funny because all of those people who accuse you of being a fed, uh, you know, every single one of them had their own their own pipeline, <clears throat> their own contact with the FBI. And we found out in the discovery who they were and all of these people who were calling and giving information to yep. the FBI. Yep. And you were not one of them.
5: No. No. And, and by the way, anybody out there talking, um, Yeah, there's people out there. I, I, They do. There's a lot of them. So don't think that I'm talking of one or talking about you. Mm -hmm. Uh, The number one indication uh, that that person is not a patriot. Okay, because you see, patriots don't eat their own babies, right? Mm. We don't eat our own. We don't do that. But anybody that's out there, uh, that would ever have to attack me uh, to use the old stale technique in opposition to what is well-documented in the federal court system, um, anybody puts out there, they say, oh, I know for a fact will be sued.
6: And it's going to be started today.
5: Today, okay? They
6: didn't anybody take out seriously.
5: There, as a matter of fact, yeah. Yeah, if you guys hear anybody out You're there saying about this that thing. they know for a fact that I'm going to sue them, okay, And i'm going to drag them through and i'm going to take everything they own for the because it's intentional harm that they're doing and not just me guess who they're doing it to folks they're doing it to you they Uh don't want you sitting here uh me bringing the biggest truth about the fbi the cia john brennan hillary clinton joe biden barack obama they can't have that so now there's this uprising of their little minions okay that they've been hanging mm-hmm. out in conservative circles or in independent media circles, and now they're they've they're relaunching attacks, but they're getting much more serious. You know how serious? Seriously, making mistakes.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, well, this time saying, my
6: name came I came out of this person's mouth. Yeah, never done anything to this person.
5: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, when guess I what? When I first
6: started, when when you and I first started the show, I used the name Susanna Cole. Uh, as my, uh, what do they call that pseudonym? What do they call uh, that?
5: Stage name, because of why?
6: Because, because. Because of your the son. Attacks.
5: Because your son was in the military.
6: Yes, and because of the, for lots of different reasons, mm-hmm. that was a reason to protect my family,
5: mm-hmm. uh,
6: to protect myself, all of those things. And we, you and I were just doing it for fun in those days <clears throat> when we first started this out. I had no clue about what I was doing and what I was getting into. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, but I got to tell you, you know, I'm just a country girl who comes from a little town here in Ohio. Right. And I have an opinion. And, and I also have done a little bit of research in and, and love what I do. I love coming on here every day, and connecting with the people. I they, that person insinuated that I am also a fed.
5: As a fact
6: and and a lot of people Mm. have jumped on that bandwagon and and accused me of being that Uh, anybody who follows my my home uh, Facebook page and there's a lot of people in our um, in our threads and that we know that connect with me there, especially from the Bundy from the Bundy days. They see my family. They see all of these things. Who who I now have permission from? Yeah. Uh, they're grown up now. They're grown yeah. men and, and women. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Mm. I am not. I am not going to put up with this. You know I'm what, not people, Pete.
5: people putting you know YouTube stuff out there. Pete Santilli is a fan. They're regurgitating other people's stuff. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. But when you go online. And you say, I know for a fact, mm-hmm. and I read, you say that, that's called walking right into a defamation lawsuit. You better have information to back that up. And we're going to call you to the carpet. Yeah, we we're are bringing you. We're dragging you into court. Yep. Um, and we're going to settle this once and for right
6: all right here in the state. Anybody here,
5: somebody say that, uh, that they know for a fact, guess what? Let me, let me uh, have the VIN number of your Tesla. OK, because I'm taking it. You intentionally try to harm me like that. Mm-hmm. If you mess with the wrong. I we're, we're experts in defamation, unfortunately. All right. We're going to end this show on this note and this clip on this note. And I, and I want to ask you, ladies and gentlemen. Um, before I go, I just want to make absolutely certain you're going to tune in today. Christopher Ray. All right. Is asking you for help. Ignore him and pay attention to my pleas for help, right? Uh, because I will not blow you up like the FBI does, like they did at the World Trade Center bombing in 1993 by providing real explosives to the bombers, the FBI did, to end the court record. That is a fact. The FBI intentionally covered up uh, the I, I, just many different things. Um, the FBI. We need to send them some pillows. How do they sleep at night? Support us. Become a local's annual subscriber. Receive in My Pillow 2.0 for free. Now, when you become a uh, annual subscriber, you'll have access to that button. Okay. We got more rockets. Okay. More rockets mm. being launched. We'll <laughs> we'll get on with it. Now, I want you to listen. This is what we're all about right here. Okay everything that we're about you're about to hear right here here's the words of Tucker Carlson
3: of Donald Trump they love him in spite of everything oh. they've heard they love him often in spite you of need himself to rewind it a little they love Donald Trump because no one else loves them the country they built okay
6: it's just a second but there you go right <clears throat>
3: of Donald Trump. They love him in spite of everything they've heard. They love him often in spite of himself. They love Donald Trump because no one else loves them.
5: Oh my goodness, why are you doing that to me? I don't
6: know why it's skipping. That's
3: weird.
5: I don't know why it's skipping.
3: It's not skipping. Add millions of Americans sincerely love Donald Trump. They love him in spite of everything they've heard. They love him often in spite of himself. They love Donald Trump because no one else loves them. The country they built, the country their ancestors fought for over hundreds of years, has left them to die in their unfashionable little towns, mocked and despised by the sneering halfwits with finance degrees, but no actual skills who seem to run everything all of a sudden. Whatever Donald Trump's faults, he is better than the rest of the people in charge. At least he doesn't hate them for their weakness. Donald Trump, in other words, is and has always been a living indictment of the people who run this country. That was true four years ago when Trump came out of nowhere to win the presidency. And it's every bit as true right now. Trump rose because they failed. It's as simple as that. If the people in charge had done a half. What? Oh, what happened?
6: What the (laughs) heck?
3: Oh, my goodness. Millions of Americans sincerely love Donald Trump. They love him in spite of everything they've heard. They love him often in spite of himself. They love Donald Trump because no one else loves them. The country they built, the country their ancestors fought for over hundreds of years, has left them to die in their unfashionable little towns, mocked and despised by the sneering halfwits with finance degrees but no actual skills who seem to run everything all of a sudden. Whatever Donald Trump's faults, he is better than the rest of the people in charge, at least he doesn't hate them for their weakness. Donald Trump, in other words, is and has always been a living indictment of the people who run this country. That was true four years ago when Trump came out of nowhere to win the presidency. And it's every bit as true right now. Trump rose because they failed. It's as simple as that. If the people in charge had done a halfway decent job with the country they inherited, if they cared about anything other than themselves, even for just a moment, Donald Trump would still be hosting Celebrity Apprentice, but they didn't. Instead, they were incompetent and narcissistic and cruel and relentlessly dishonest. They wrecked what they didn't build, they lied about it. They hurt anyone who told the truth about what they were doing. That's true, we watched. America is still a great country, the best in the world, but our ruling class is disgusting. A vote for Trump is a vote against them. That's what's going on in this country.